Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of July 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And man, we have a ton of stuff to dive into this week. We've got tons of huge news. Uh, we've got Emmy nominations. We've got a second wave of striking going on in Hollywood. We've got big DC Universe casting. But uh, let's kick things off with some trailers. We've got some big trailers. I think we got... I think they're attached because we got you know big big movies for like next week or two here. We got Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. We got Barbie. We got Oppenheimer. So I think there's like a, a lot of these trailers are attached to like those uh, movies probably in the next week or two. But we got the first trailer this week for Wonka, the Willy Wonka prequel movie starring uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, clearly, clearly, I mean they're saying it's based on the book, but clearly it's, he's like. He's like aping the. He's like you know taking off of Gene Wilder and like Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. No, nothing, nothing to do with the Tim Burton abomination. I mean, it kind of has the same color tones as the Tim Burton, but once you start looking at the Oompa Loompa and and sort of yeah other things, yeah, it falls apart. But. And then then I, I guess Timothy Chalamet is trying to do like a Gene Wilder and like impression or something, or like trying to like do like a like like. A vocal like like he's talking trying to like like this yeah, like mannerisms mannerism and stuff yeah 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 it it I understand because like unless he like unless he um I don't know like goes to the Johnny Depp version like there's just no right way to do Willy Wonka because it's so the movie version is so iconic yeah so the safe bet is the Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. way but like like he does like one of those like, he does like the gene wilder like he like flips words and then like says like scratch that reverse that so like it's like yeah that's, full, i don't think fully 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 it's he's he's fully trying this is fully like trying to be like a, a like a prequel younger version of the gene wilder version of Willy Wonka. but i'm trying to remember did did they do that in the book i know like the sequel is like they take the the sequel book was like they take like the glass elevator around to like different like planets oh, and like different yeah. dimensions and stuff and there's oh, no. like there's the, like have you read the glass the glass elevator i skimmed through and it's weird and racist yeah they go to like it's like like I don't an know. africanized planet yeah. and there's mm-hmm. just like indigenous people and i'm like whoa even as a kid i was like something doesn't feel and right like, about this it's, it's like and like vicious canids and all, <laughs> all all the creatures that like, they like mentioned in the the first book is like you actually like they actually appear But yeah, but I guess so. But in Wonka, the, this new movie, uh, I guess like really Wonka, he's been traveling around the world gathering ingredients, and he's he comes back to like open his chocolate shop. But then there's like a a chocolate cartel rules like whatever town this is or city this is, and uh, are, are like you can't you like you can't open like a new a new chocolate shop because they own or like a sweet shop because they own <laughs> the business and. Willy Wonka has to figure out like way to like you know like get his like candy out there. You know, I thought this was the same town the first movie takes place of like weird England. Who knows? I don't. I don't think they ever mentioned that what city or town that the first movie takes place in. And then they never a, did. I, I mean, it's it's clearly London. 
it's got to be England. But then, Charlie's but, English. But. Char- yeah, and his mom's English, but then his like, but Grandpa Joe is like very American, and then like Willy Wonka's oh, American. So it's oh, like crap, I forgot that detail. And then like the but like the candy shop guy in the beginning is like extremely British, and like the teachers like super super British. So it's like, is this? Is it London? Is it like a suburb of London? Like, if you're basing it on the movie, which has like a huge weird history, um, yeah. yeah, it's like filmed in Prague. Like, it's not even in yeah England, like London or anything. But there is like English scenes. Um, so I mean, at least they're correcting it, and I understand that they're going for generic European town. It's like, a, it's like yeah, it's like a fantastical like amalgamation of like Europe or something. It's like British town UK. Like where basically that whole town is run by candy. Yeah. But it's not just like one candy maker. It just seems like all the candy cartel is running it. And yeah. well, I, don't, do they... I don't know if their candy is boring or they're just regular candy before Wonka introduces like I, wonder, I don't know, like, non-FDA-approved type candy? Yeah. Well, I wonder, they don't, they don't really, it's not in the trailer, but maybe in the movie, like, I wonder if each of the cartel members has, like, their own, like, I'm the, I'm the caramel guy, I'm the I'm the bubblegum guy, like. That makes sense. That totally makes sense as, like, a candy thing, because that's, like, a real problem in, like, the candy he, industry. He, it's, it's like, it's just, he run, Chuck runs the, the chocolate, chocolate racket, and then. Yeah, he's like the Julie big was boss. the bubblegum, like. No, that makes sense, and I, you know, on paper that does sound interesting to watch, like these kind of like industry candy giants being dicks. Like that sounds kind of different, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna it's gonna be a big musical, like the uh, you know the, the, the Gene the, Wilder, the Gene Wilder version with a, a bunch of original songs, big dance numbers. Uh, the the other X factor is that it's, it's being directed by Paul King, who directed the Paddington movies, with especially like Paddington Two is like one of the most beloved movies of all time. Still haven't seen it. Am I a monster for it? <laughs> Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I just I just, I just heard it's like 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's like everyone fucking loves it. Like it was it was like a joke in like uh the, the like unbearable way to mess a tail, where it's like it's like Nick, Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal's like both their favorite movie. <laughs> I still have to see that movie too. God, I'm so behind on movies this year. Yeah. But yeah, Wonka, uh, December 15th is when that's coming out. So just right before Christmas, you can check out the new Willy Wonka. Warner Brothers is going all in on Timothy Chalamet. He's got Dune Dune Part 2 in November and then Wonka in December. So. And then we also this week got the first trailer for Napoleon, which is the huge new Ridley Scott historical biopic epic battles like really really feel, feels like he's back to like you know gladiator uh kingdom heaven era uh that because he's he's you know he's been dabbling like house of gucci and stuff but this this feels like he's like fully back to like huge historical epic and uh joaquin phoenix is playing napoleon and it's gonna basically follow like his rise like Basically, he can't, like his rise to power, like when like the like French Revolution happened, then he basically, you know, won a bunch of these, all these battles uh, post Revolution, then basically declared himself emperor and took over France. 
and then he gets taken by um, Bill and Ted at one <laughs> yep. point. Yep, and he goes then, to the water park. Yep. Yep. And then he gets inspired into Waterloo. God, I, I would, I would, yeah, I would pay so much money to see Joaquin Phoenix just like slide down water, slides Napoleon. Just a rough edit of yeah. Bill and Ted just put in there as like the lost years. And uh, Vanessa Kirby is co-starring as uh, Josephine, who obviously is like Napoleon's wife, and kind of like has like this very like it's like a weird like she's like encouraging him, but also like like negging him, and like they have this like really like volatile relationship. I think that's how they were in real life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just and, like a bad couple. And then and then yeah, just just like it looks like huge epic historical battles like. Massive scale, like cannonballs going off, people, and also, but also like, like super violent too, like just like, like it's like, like just mists of blood flying everywhere and stuff. So we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, and uh, the point it's gonna be it, uh, coming out in theaters in November, and then it is it is a, it's a joint, uh, I think Sony Apple uh, production, so it will be on Apple TV Plus sometime after it hits theaters. Um. But this 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 definitely seems like something you should like. It seems like it like a a big screen like the, like the the scale of this movie based on the trailer like this seems like something you need to like see in the theater probably. Or on your phone. Yeah, on your phone on your Apple TV Plus app. Just like that uh, just, other just, movie that came out uh, like the last duel that's like please do not watch this on your phone. I still need to see that. That that, that was the last big really Scott like historical epic. Yeah, although, yeah, I think, a... although, although I think that was like much smaller scale. Like I, I think there was like a couple battles in that, but like it was all it was a lot more like like court intrigue and like you know like people like gossip. Yeah, like yeah, like accusing people of lying and <laughs> you slept with my wife. I no, I didn't. You slept with my wife. <laughs> like really? I thought it was just like the one wife. I didn't know it was like multiple yeah. wives. Yeah, and I think it's like I think the movie is, is like a Rashomon where it's like you see the movie, you see everything from like each like it's like you see it from like like all three characters like perspectives. Huh. I watch that. But if someone told me it's like Rashomon, I would watch it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like you see it from like Matt Damon's perspective and then like uh like Jodie Comer's perspective and then like Adam Driver's perspective and you see like different parts of it and then like each of them has like their own kind of like like I'm the right one in this situation. Yeah, like, you're missing like one or two key details and you can't tell yeah you and then Rashomon, right yeah and then and then but then like last duel obviously ends with like the duel like the duel between Adam Driver and Matt Damon and at the end it's like who tells the truth we'll never know but yeah it's crazy I mean, really Scott is like I mean how old is he now like 80s almost 90 and he's still just cranking out these like massive huge movies yeah, but to his credit, it's like he's making movies. He's not like starring in them. Yeah, but still, I mean, I know it's still good that he's. There, there, there's, 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 there's people who have like retired before, like way earlier than he has, and like <laughs> did it make it? Did it make his like as like as such a like insane career as he has? So we also uh, got the first full trailer for Twisted Metal. Just coming to Peacock in uh, about two weeks from now, um, on July twenty seventh, uh, and so we got much more of like what the actual like plot is going to be. Maybe more of like what the like vehicular combat is going to look like. But uh, Anthony Mackie is is starring as uh, John Doe, who's like a 
delivery driver. He like he has a, he has amnesia. He's like in like the apocalypse. It's post apocalyptic America. Like all the major cities have kind of sealed themselves off, and then it's like, um, I, we, we which the reveal in this trailer was like, uh, each each of like the like it seems like each of like the twisted metal like main characters or like the main characters like rule like a different section of like America now. Like Sweet Tooth rules like Las Vegas, and then like Agent Stone rules some other city or something. So that 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 seems like how they're gonna like have like Anthony Mackie like run into all these like twisted metal characters like is like he has like drive across the country and like he's gonna like end up in like different like regions controlled by different characters. I'm just wondering if he's killing these people or just sort of like encountering them and trying to run out. <laughs> just like escaping them. Yeah. Because it's weird to like this unknown guy who you know he's not like a from the series but it's like oh is, your favorite character and then just like, kills is, is like it, anthony mackie isn't there like isn't there like a john doe character in twisted metal or is that like i mean i i i don't mind the franchise series i just wasn't like a big twisted metal fan yeah i think well i, th- I think sweet tooth and age of stone are the, like, the only two characters they've like kind of like specifically like are from the games like they haven't like they're i don't think we've seen anyone else yet and I, and I wonder if I wonder if it's gonna get like fully crazy or if they're gonna like hold off. It's like if if this is like a success, if like season two will we'll get like Axel or something or like Mister Grimm or like some of the more like insane characters. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Um, because I, I I feel like I feel like we're not we're definitely not gonna get like I don't think I think this is like Axel's a bridge too far for like a, a season one of Twisted the metal. <laughs> but like like. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 like ease, ease, like non-gamer fa- like people into like you can just like throw like a a guy who's like trapped between giant wheels flying around th- shooting missiles at people, screaming and yeah. trying to kill Anthony Mackie for delivering like a package. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it looks it looks like it could be fun. Um, like it's 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 from. Brett Reese and Paul Wernick, the guys who like you know wrote Deadpool and Zombieland, it definitely has like the tone of both those. Like it's like very like wacky and like everyone's like cursing and making jokes and making quips and yeah, the production looks like they're having a good time. It's more like does the fan base who play the games excited about it? Because right now the initial reaction is no. But they're they're really leaning heavy into it, you know, like the Peacock is like, get Peacock so you can watch this, like, exclusive first. Yeah. But, I mean, Xfinity downgraded my Peacock already. Because <laughs> I didn't, it's like, oh, your trial Peacock premium is over. It's like, what? Well, I I bought that deal, like, last year for, like, a whole year for, like, I don't know, $5 or something, or $10. So, I, I have, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check it out when it comes out a week or two here, so. I think I still get it. I just get like way more commercials, I think, or I just don't get it at all. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they have they have a t- they have a tier. It's like it's like it's like the you got like the, the basic tier that like is like stuff's like blocked, and then the next tier up is like unlocked with ads, and then the, the third tier up is like unlocked with no ads. So you're, it sounds like you're sounds like you're like the like un, fully unlocked, but you have ads still. That's the one I have too. Yeah. I mean. As long as I can still see Poker Face when that comes out more, that's all <laughs> mm-hmm. I care. Mm-hmm. Everything else is like whatever. 
so also this week, uh, we got the final trailer for Blue Beetle, uh, which is coming out in August. Uh, hot, hot on the heels of two of the biggest flops in DC Warner Bros. history. So uh, odds are a little bit stacked against it, but we'll, hopefully maybe it'll like, be able to like, not suffer as much as like Shazam and The Flash. Apparently that like following these superhero movies, they're not doing great. But historically, Warner Brothers is taking a beating this year on just releasing movies that aren't doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're like period pieces. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean the the, Fla- the Flash is probably going to be like one of one of one of if not the biggest flop in like Warner Brothers history. Like it's going to lose so much money. That's unfortunate. Yeah, maybe they probably should, they, they probably shouldn't have hyped it up as like the greatest superhero movie of all time because that everyone everyone went to see it were like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> but Bobo Beetle, um, you've got uh, Zola Maraduena from Cobra Kai is uh, Jaime Reyes and he gets attached to the Scarab and becomes Blue Beetle, and uh, we we get we get a lot more of like the villain. Or like, or at least one, like, like the kind of like secondary villain. So like, uh, Raul Max Trujillo is playing Indestructible Man. So and he's like very like, uh, Iron Man looking. Like he's got like a, like a suit, like iron, like a like an armored suit on. He looks very like like an Iron Man villain. But but he, yeah, he's but that's like a that's like a DC like, like comics character. And then Susan Sarandon is playing Victoria Cord, who's like the like ruthless like business, uh, like person who wants like the scare for like her own purposes runs like court industries that like i guess had the scarab in their possession and lost it but uh it, i mean it, it looks fun it looks like it's, it looks like hopefully it'll have like kind of that like spider-man energy where it's like you know like, te- like teen superhero like learning about his powers like wacky stuff's happening And apparently this is also, like, this will, like, they will, this is, is going to, like, unlike maybe, like, Shazam or The Flash, like, this is going to continue forward in, like, whatever the new DC Universe is going to be. So, like, Blue Beetle will be, like, still around somehow, somehow for its like, capacity, like, going forward. So it's not like, it's not like a dead, this one is, like, less of a dead end than, like, some of the other movies that have come out this year. But that's going to be uh, August 18th in theaters. So you check that out when it comes out. And then last trailer is we got another tra- a new trailer for Ahsoka, which is coming out in August. Um, the next big D- Disney Plus Star Wars show. It, ha- it had the uh, the first full full look at uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's played by uh, Lars Mikkelsen, who voiced him in Star Wars Rebels. He's he's playing him in live action, which is cool. Did he actually look like him? Like, it, it's weird because, like, when I looked at, like, the blue version, he looked like uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> like, he looked like, did you, like, they gave him the sunken cheeks, cheekbones? But him and yeah. Elon Musk have, like, the similar, like, head structure, so. Well, Lars Mikkelsen is Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Um. Uh... So, so they both have that, like, like they both have like similar, like, you know, like, 
Like Yo, Nordic yeah, features. Danish, like, yeah. That makes sense. Wow, he's actually the older brother, huh? Mm -hmm. And then, it, 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 this whole show is basically going to be, like, uh, a live-action season of Star Wars Rebels, like, picking up from, like, where Rebels left off, because, like, uh, you got, you know, Soka's, like, reuniting with, like, Hera and uh, Sabine from Star Wars Rebels, and they're like off to find uh, Ezra who disappeared in the Star Wars Rebels, and then Thrawn was like the main villain of Rebels for like like at least like last two like season three and four. So definitely, if you're if you're a Rebels fan, this is gonna be super excited. If you if you haven't seen Rebels, I would say start watching it now because you're not you're not, I mean hopefully maybe they'll do some sort of recap. I doubt it. <laughs> they're probably I mean, just gonna see. Gonna try to marathon key episodes to kind of get caught off because I did not watch Rebels. Yeah, ho hopefully maybe maybe like yeah maybe like IGN or someone's gonna do like a like here's the, here's the, the episodes of Rebels to watch so you can at least get like know what's going on without having to watch all of it. But I mean the whole that whole show was great, but like yeah, if you don't have time to watch the whole thing, I mean hopefully maybe there's like some like a guide or something come up soon. But there's yeah there's gonna be tons of stuff in the show that if you not if you haven't seen Rebels you're gonna be like what 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 is this what who. But yeah, it's going to be a uh, two-episode premiere on August 23rd, so uh, definitely check that out when it comes out on Disney+. And then, uh, moving on, other big news, we got the 2023 Emmy nominations uh, this week. Um, so, which I, be I believe it's going to be uh, air, air September 18th, although, who knows? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it in a couple minutes here, but like, if, if, the, if the strikes are still going on, like, who... No one's going to show up for the Emmys on <laughs> September 18th, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But at least for right now, pe people are nominated, shows are nominated. They'll hand, maybe they'll hand the awards out to like just themselves. <laughs> the presenters will hand them to, give, give them to themselves. For, like, I accept this in like this person's name or something. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll run down a couple of the big, the big categories and uh, just give some quick thoughts. But for Outstanding Drama Series this year, we have... Uh, Andor, uh, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. And The Last of Us, mass, like, huge, like, contender. 24 nominations for The Last of Us. And H HBO in general just, like, is, like, just d dominate, like, just absolutely dominant <laughs> like uh, any, any any thoughts on any, any of those chris like i still haven't i mean i've seen last of us i don't it's like seeing white lotus number one took a lot out on me that like it just i had no interesting i think i think this is i think this two. obviously for, yeah this is for season two so i know but that's always like uh let me try to get into this award-winning show um, but yeah, th this whole year has been drama, like comedy shows. I don't know White Lotus, like White Lotus is a dark comedy, I guess. So that's why it's next to The Last of Us. But my money's on Last of Us. I, I feel Better Call Saul and Succession both ended. So I, I feel like it's got to be like, I wonder if it's like one of those two of like, you like, here's like, you're like, you know, the final, your final award, <laughs> like. But I also wonder too, like if Better Call Saul was like so. It feels like it was so long ago that it ended. Like if that's just gonna like 
work against it for everything. Of like, oh, people just forgot Better Call Saul like <laughs> aired. And Succession is like it's like obviously like the more like recent like finale. It just it just ended like 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 a couple weeks ago. When did it a couple of weeks ago? Succession. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah, I, I think I think Succession or Better Call Saul might might have like a a bump because it's like oh you you it's you had you had your series finale it's wrapped up like this is our last chance to like award things for either of those shows. I feel like if I if Andor is like as good as it was season two, I feel like next year might be Andor's year of like because like then it's like because Andor's gonna be they'll, they'll be ending because they still cause they said Andor's only gonna be a two season show. I mean, it's so close to Rogue One that like what was he is like what else are they gonna try to expand on? Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like Andor is like three years before. Rogue One, five maybe. Yeah, I, I think they said they said they're gonna get right up to like they're gonna get right up to like the start of Rogue One. So basically, last like, when the last episode of Andor ends, you can just you, like you put Rogue One on, it like picks up right from that. Wow. I mean, are they gonna end it just like they did in Rogue One, where it's right up against New Hope, where <laughs> it ends with Vader chopping down people? <laughs> maybe. And I feel like I feel like House of the Dragon has like potentially many years to come so i don't think like maybe they will like they'll hold off on like awarding it like this like right now also i feel like house of dragon came out so early in the year that i forgot it's like the same year <laughs> well it's like it's like this window of like it's like f- from like sometime last like some sort of like time last year to like this year Cause like, cause like, yeah, Better Call Saul was last year, and House of the Dragon was last year. Last of Us was early this year. But yeah, I, I, my, my bet would be probably either Better Call Saul or Succession, and leaning more, more towards Succession because that was like the more like recent one, so like recency bias of like, oh yeah, I remember, like I just saw Succession, so. But I mean, but Last of Us also it seems like it has like a ton of momentum, so maybe maybe Last of Us. <laughs> and then as far as the uh, outstanding lead actor in a drama series, we have uh, Jeff Bridges for The Old Man, uh, Brian Cox for Succession, Kieran Culkin for Succession, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us, and Jeremy Strong for Succession. I wonder if wonder if the succession knobs are gonna like cannibalize each other. Because <laughs> that's a lot of succession nominees. There's too many successions, yeah. Also, Jeff Bridges is like a weird. That's, it feels like a lot of like that's like the only nomination for like the old man. Like it's just it's just a weird like out of left. Like people are like like because I don't it didn't really get represented anywhere else. It's just like oh yeah, Jeff Bridges. We should nominate him. <laughs> what what show was that again? I didn't see it, but I know they're just like throwing darts on a board. Like I don't know. Jeff Bridges and awarded for action. The old man. That's a show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they haven't finished the next season. It's just ended on a like a cliffhanger. So I'm like, all right, is there gonna be more? I feel like. I mean, it, it, it did get two renewed. More episodes yeah, and... it got renewed, so it's gonna. There's a second season coming sometime. 
I mean, I, maybe it, I should read the book or graphic novels based on, but mm-hmm. it's not like a running series. It was just probably like a limited series. And it's, I mean, it's very focused. The The Old Man is very, a very focused series. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're like and, a great, like, suspense and, movie. And Jeff Bridges was, like, amazing in it. But, yeah, it just, it just seems such a weird, like, it's not really represented anywhere else. But just, I, I guess just the power of Jeff Bridges just, like, got that <laughs> nomination. Oh, yeah, the star power character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it's cool to see, like, John Lithgow be in a show and not, like, leave early. Like, he's part of the <laughs> cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, outstanding lead actress in a drama series, we have uh, Sharon Horgan for Bad Sisters, uh, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Elizabeth Moss for The Handsmaid's Tale, uh, Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us, uh, Carrie Russell for The Diplomats, and uh, Sarah Snook for Succession. Okay. I would not see Bad if, Sisters, so I don't know. What that's I, I, I I don't even know what that it is. <laughs> I feel like if if uh, The Last of Us season two does justice to like The Last of Us part two, the game, then Bella Ramsey is like <laughs> like, and then Bella Ramsey nails it next like next season. That's that's gonna be like a like a massive like Emmy <laughs> contention one. And it's also uh, it's funny like they, they they like immediately nominated Carrie Russell for Dipl- Diplomat when they like basically ignored her for like like most of the Americans. The all Americans, yeah. Yeah. Is this their way of apologizing? Sorry, we're sorry. <laughs> like everyone else got awarded, right? Like Matthew Reed, um, like other well, background it's, people. It, it, it's it, just it like, took, what? It took like it took like to like season three. For like they get, like America's at nothing for like the last for like the first couple of years it was on and then like then like last couple of years like oh yeah it's 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 a good show <laughs> the Americans like well that made the show and Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell so uh outstanding county series so we have uh Abbott Elementary Barry the Bear. Jury Duty, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and Wednesday. Hmm. Wednesday seems like the the newcomer, so it's kind of. And that was a that was a comedy. Yeah, it kind of is, but the bear is like a drama. Yeah, yeah I was comedy. I was confused. Like, I, I was like, the bear was a comedy. I've only heard like how like tense and like stressful it is. Like, well, it it it's like. It builds you up with tension, and then there's always, like, a weird joke. Like, have you watched The Bear yet? I haven't seen it yet, no. I, I would say, like, it's hard to marathon, but the first two episodes give you an idea, and then the middle is, like, a good, like, ramp. And then the, the like, near the end of the first season, it's sort of, like, it it escalates. Like, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's, like, crazy tension energy. Like, because it's supposed to be, like, as if you're in a kitchen. Even yeah. though, like, a lot of these mm-hmm. characters are out of the kitchen, their lives are just, like, manic. So, um, it does a good job of, like, e- even though, like, the show's about, like, a small-time restaurant, like, it's just an eatery, they treat it as if it's, like, a five-star restaurant, which is, like, how frantic the pacing is and what it takes to, like, be a busy, like, you know, um, not, not like, a cheap, cheap eatery, but, you know, it's just, like, 
you have like rushes so it feels you get that experience through just the intensity and the short verses but if the whole show was like one rampant like angry ass like um kitchen experience you're just like watching kitchen nightmares you know like so it does a good job of like being that so you have to have comedy but i wouldn't call it like a comedy show like tad lasso has like heartwarming speeches and and like oh like ted is actually like a genuine nice guy like you know that's that's its gimmick that's why it's won so many awards and praises yeah and i mean not to spoil much but isn't ted lasso dead or something in the last season or like it's like he's not really in it anymore i feel like it's it's very wishy-washy of like is there going to be a new season of like or is it again like is it going to be like this like a, a new show but it basically picks up from like ted lasso like it, it, it yeah they haven't really, they haven't officially uh oh, yeah, I, guess, I, guess, I guess they did i guess they did renew it but then people are still unclear of like well what is the third season even going to be like well i guess like it I mean, I would call it something else, but I guess Ted Lasso is, like, the brand. But, yeah, he died in the show? Like, I was like, what? Oh, no, season three was the most recent. Yeah, so season three aired, and then it's, like, there hasn't been any sort of, like, like it kind of ended, and it's like, well, is that the series finale? Is it going to continue? Like, is it, like... Okay, so he doesn't die in the show. Am I spoiling anything? Because I'm just like I like there was like things where it's like oh he's dead like wait what? No. No, I well I I think it I I think it kind of end it like ended in like a way it was like it's like oh this is like the series finale but then they were like didn't officially say like this is the series finale. Well, because yeah they like completed his his arc. Yeah. They start up a new problem, which mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel unearned, yeah, it just sounds like a weird like let's just keep doing it for the money. Well, it, it, well, if, it, so if, if if Ted Lasso officially ended, then like so it's like Barry, Marvelous Maisel, and Ted Lasso all ended. They had serious finales for this category, so it's like right, right. But you see what I mean? Like it, then you're going against like grand finales that are like beloved series. Yeah. Barry was great, but that's the thing. It's like imagine that they just hey, here was let's do like season four Barry, like wait, or season five, or like wait, what? Yeah, I am, I am a hundred percent Barry. Like Barry needs to win everything. Did it win an Emmy? I feel like it did, it, right? I think, it, I think it has, yeah. Ted Lasso won an Emmy. Mm-hmm. The Bear was like fan nominated, but I'm not sure Emmy, Emmy like award winning. Well, I, th- I think this is probably for. This is probably more for like Bear season one because Bear yeah, season that's what I'm is like airing or like literally just aired like finished airing like a week ago or something. So oh, no, season two just finished, I think. Just dropped, yeah. But uh, for outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, we have uh, Bill Hader for Barry, uh, Jason Siegel for Shrinking, uh, Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building. Uh, Jason Stakes for Ted Lasso and uh, Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. I do like Jeremy I mean, Iron White. He's pretty cool, but I, Bill Hader definitely I feel is like the fan favorite. It's yeah, it's probably either Jeremy Allen White or Bill Hader. I would say are probably the two front runners. I feel like did, did I feel like didn't Jason Stakes win last year? 
He true. won first yeah, the first season of Barry. I mean, first season of Ted Lasso, the second. But yeah, I know like he won. Yeah. Uh, and then outstanding lead actress in a comic series, we have uh, Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, uh, Richard Brosnan for The Marvelous Maisel, uh, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Natasha Leo for Poker Face, and Jenna Ortega for Wednesday. Okay, I think I think we're both Natasha Poker Leo. Face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As much as I, I love Jenna I, Ortega, it, it's just Poker Face is way more. I'm surprised Poker Face did not get any like a lot more like it, that was like the only. It was that, and then, like, Judith Light got a guest actress up here, like, uh, Emmy. But, like, that was, like, the only, like, Poor Face guy kind of got stubbed a little bit. Because <laughs> I would I would, I would expect him to, like, like, be a shoe in for, like, writing or something, or, like, directing, or, like, I mean. Yeah, Ryan, Face episodes are just giant, long movies. And yeah, like, Ryan, and, like, Ryan Johnson directed the first episode. The first episode was, like, a, it's, like, just so <laughs> incredibly, like, the way it's shot, the way it looks, like. But, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he, uh, like no writing, no directing, no te- technical stuff. He kind of got. I mean, maybe maybe it keeps going. Maybe next year Poker Face will get some more nominations. Poker Face, Poker Face needs to grab all the elements of modern things. Like it needs to be like one episode takes place in a period piece. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she gets hit in the head. <laughs> yeah. It's just like because like comes like a thirties like a thirties like noir or something. Yeah, yeah. Like and then it's gotta be like taking place like in a kitchen. And then it's got to, um, I don't know, uh, have a werewolf. <laughs> a werewolf, yeah. It, yeah, and then, um, I don't know, throw Ted Lasso in randomly, just yeah. shows up. Yep. But you know what's weird is, I thought about it, and it's like, not not too many shows these days have the, like, forced period piece episode that usually wins awards. You know, like, it's just like that one episode for writing, like... You know what I mean? Like whoever like designed that one episode is just like, oh, that that won the award. Not everything, just that one episode. Not the actor, just the like. Um, I forgot what the qualification was. Like that was popular back in like the nineties. You, you just like a weird like like one time like. Yeah, one time like a ghost script doctor showed up and just completely changed the tone, and then that was they never did it again. Mm-hmm. Bring that back. So uh, a couple other categories. Uh, I was saying limited or anthology series. We have Beef, uh, Monster Dahmer, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, Fleischman is in Trouble, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I feel like Beef has a lot of, like, like praise, but also Dahmer was, like, one of the most popular things on Netflix ever. So... Fleshman yeah, Trouble is also like is super good. Great. I just it's it's like for me, beef was um the bear and in, in, intensity, but mm-hmm. not enough comedy. So it's just mm-hmm. mentally exhausting. Where like I only watched the first like three episodes and I just never went back because I was just like mentally drained from watching it. Mm-hmm. And then um outstanding television movie. So you have Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas, Fire Island, Hocus Pocus 2. Prey and Weird the Al Yankovic story. Most likely Weird Al for us, even though I didn't see it pre- yet. Pre- either, 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 either Prey or Weird Al, like those two, I'm definitely. But I feel like Prey is like is sort of there just because it's on streaming. Like if it was not on streaming, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be part of this. No, yeah, this is because it's television. 
this like television slash streaming exclusive movie. Like, yeah, it's, so like, it's a very strange category because Prey was on streaming for like tax reasons. You know, like it's not yeah because it was intended to be this. Mm-hmm. And now it's sort of like, where do we put this? I don't know. We'll put this in this category. So I'm and not I think, a fan of that. And we we were talking before. I'm sorry, but like I I don't remember there being like separate like a like a a movie like a television movie category and then like a like anthology series limited. I well, I think they had like, limited anthology series have been around for a little bit, a couple of years. But yeah, this television movie one, I'm like. I don't remember them specifically like like calling out like streaming movies as like Emmy nominations. I mean, they did it like after House of Cards came out, and they didn't know how to give it awards. Mm-hmm. So because of that, like that was one of the positives from House of Cards. But <laughs> what positive? Yeah. Now it's sort of like, what do we? How do we gauge this? Like, it's, it's also just like so much like content quote-unquote content that it's like how you gotta like break break things up into like bigger like more categories like like reality reality shows have like three separate categories now i don't understand and and like variety there's like variety specials has live and pre-recorded and like like there's like so many different like niche categories now yeah it's gonna be like uh okay this is only for like like foreign language streaming Mm-hmm. I bet you that's gonna happen soon. Where technically it's not part of the American distribution, but because it's like best. imported from Korea, it'll be like the, like like the best international Oscar. It'll be like the best best international series. Yeah, didn't didn't like Squid Games win something? And it's just like I they think, had a sort of. I think, got, I, think got, I think it, I think it just got nominated for like like best best drama, but like yeah, there, there was like a separate like you know international category. That's what I was thinking. Like they just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last category we'll just mention quick is uh, outstanding animated program. So we've got Bob's Burgers, uh, Enter Galactic, Primal, Rick and Morty, and The Simpsons. Primal. Also, yeah, Primal. Like, Getty get, get Tarkovsky's Primal. Yeah, just Primal. Primal. I mean, if you if you want like just like pure animation, like just like art, art and like like storytelling, like Primal is like the best, like incredible. It it, it tells the entire story with like no dialogue, basically. I'm I'm a little I'm a little surprised given all the controversy that Rick and Morty still gets got a nomination. I mean, it still had like Justin Rowland doesn't do all the writing. And... Yeah. I don't know, I'm sure what's happening with him these days, so like I think they already they're filming season they recast, seven. Yeah, yeah, I think they recast they definitely recast him. Like a lot of shows that had him on, they recast him on. I know in yeah. um, Solar Opposites they mm-hmm. made like a quick like, okay, the he sounds different is and it, now it's like a medical thing. Is it is it Dan Stevens playing him like the main character now or something? Was that I I thought I read that. Like Dan Stevens the radio DJ? No, Dan Stevens like uh like like the beast from Beauty and the Beast, and like, uh, like yeah, like a Legion, like. Wait, was he the guy, the main guy in Legion? Yeah, 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 yeah. He is. Yeah, he's he's playing Corvo now on Solar Opposites. Really? 
really? Yeah. The, like, the, um... Um, let me see. I'm, I'm confused with Dan Stevens. It's one of those guys, like names Dan, of like. Yeah, Dan, Dan Stevens is like the main, like Legion from Legion, like the main character of Legion. Oh, he was in Beauty and Beast, like. He, he's the Beast, yeah. Why do I think he was, Arnie Hammer was the Beast in Beauty and Beast? <laughs> yeah. I always thought Arnie Hammer was like the Beast in that. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that, that, yeah, that was definitely not a uh, like <laughs> recognizable Dan Stevens role. He's like, yeah, no. like CG and prosthetics and whatever else was going on there. That's why from if you just showed me the Beast photo, I'm like, it's Army Hammer, Army yeah. Hammer. Like I, I thought that was him, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Holy shit. Damn, I gotta like commit that to memory, being like, do not associate <laughs> him in that. The piece would have no, really. Army Hammer it, was in Cars you, Three, which is weird. Yeah, he would be trying to eat uh, Bell in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, no, that's appropriate. I get it. But yeah, but those are the those are the Emmy nominations. There's a bunch more you can like you can check out just you know Google nomin- the Emmy nominations, see what else is out there. Uh, but yes, yeah, September 18th uh, is when the show is going to air. But as as we found out, I think you know hours before we started recording today, Chris. Uh, who who knows who's going to show up to the Emmys because uh, SAG AFTRA is on strike along with the uh, Writers Guild. So all all of the actors who are in the like in the SAG AFTRA union are on strike. Starting if you're hear, well if you're hearing this officially it's on like it was it's Thursday Thursday we're recording this on Thursday so Thursday at midnight is when it's uh strike is on and then then if you're hearing this on like when it's up like they're they're out there picketing right now. <laughs> And pretty, pretty, pretty much the same demands as like the writers, like they wanted like you know like protections against AI, uh, better wa- better living wages, like um, transparency about like the ratings and like the viewership for like streaming services. I feel like that's a reasonable demand. The AI one is good too, but it's one of those things where like. Do they just demand that you can't use AI at all to fix things, or like you just can't be replaced by an AI actor? They well, they they basically like they want protections against stuff like have you have you have you seen Black Mirror yet? Not yet. So, but like I mean, the first episode of the new season of Black Mirror is basically all about like it's like oh you you sold your like you sold your likeness to like Netflix and now they can just ah, they, they can just I put see. your like if you like they like. The studios were like, we want to buy your likeness. Then we'll like, we'll like put you in movies, but then we don't, we don't have to pay you for it. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that totally makes sense. And yeah, they, they had that problem when they were like CGI in like, um, I forgot what, like, what's his name from all the, um, horror movies. And they had his like one brief CGI face in Rogue One or, Star Wars Episode Three, where it's like a CGI Moff Toggin, and they're like, "What?" Oh yeah, uh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing, yeah. When yeah, they, when they did like it was getting better at CGI AIing faces. I remember that was like a conversation where it's like, "What's what's next?" Well, it's I mean, it's it's the de aging and like the like using dead actors, like <laughs> they're they're both kind of like re- like. It's the technology is getting better, and then it's like, but then it's like, like who who's like, 
What's the you, limit? Yeah, because you're just like, like we're gonna we're gonna put Cary Grant in movies now. He's back. Like, well, didn't they? Okay, but didn't Bruce Willis sign away his likeness, but then get like a royalty so he can I be think, in future movies? I think he did. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, he... if, they, if they, like if I mean, if people want to do that, I'm sure like that's up to them. But like, I think a lot, I I think a lot of people people like the main, one of the main things is like yeah, the studio just can't like. I'll uh, like just sneak they, that in. Yeah, they want they want to like make sure they don't like you know they have all this footage of them and then they just like use CG to like put like cameos or like yeah they're already doing that in archive footage where it's like I don't think they need to pay them if they already have archive footage but now it's like making that archive footage do new things which is I get like you know partially what they're meaning but yeah no I get it it's like you people deserve to be compensated for that as saying as someone who's not cgi'd in anything unless i am unless we just start facebooking our faces and then just see like where we're just in backgrounds of movies we're like what the hell why are we in this movie why are we in yeah. the secret invasion credits <laughs> yeah yes the studio is basically like why their offer was like we we, we want to like um like be able to scan faces and then use them. <laughs> like we'll, we'll we'll pay we'll, we'll pay like we'll we'll pay like a uh, a one time fee for your likeness and then we get to use it like whenever we want forever basically. <laughs> and then uh, then also like the like the the big thing is like the streaming viewership data which, which is like because because like it's very like obtuse right now. like Netflix is the only people that like, streamer that's like really like like let you know how many people are watching things and like giving you like idea of like what is popular what is like actually being watched but then like Max and Peacock and Hulu and everyone else don't really they don't put out numbers so then like the big thing with the writers and the actors is like like you just if you just if you cancel our show or pull our, our show from like the streamer forever like. We kind of want to know why. Like, is it be, if it's because of ratings, like tell us how many people are watching it or like how many people weren't watching it, like what the actual ratings were, so we can like have an idea of like why you're doing what you're doing and not just like, <laughs> oh, these, these these hundred shows that we're we're we're, we're pulling out n- n- enough numbers in, they're gone forever. Like, but then well, not, I understand that now. Yeah, but like but that, that I, again, that one makes more sense to kind of gauge if they're getting if your show did terrible or it's because. You know, someone just refuses to sign these like royalty checks, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, nah. it's also, yeah, and then they have no, so like, and also like, they have no idea, like, if your show's doing super well, then it's like, like we should, like, they should be like, <laughs> but they don't have any, like, they're they're not giving them any sort of like ratings data or like any sort of like data about like viewership data. It's like, like, like we have one of the most popular shows, but we have no idea how popular it is, and then you're, you're kind of like, you, maybe you're like withholding like, like. Like we we like earning more money if it's like like Stranger Things is like the most popular show on Netflix, but we have no idea how many people are watching it. Like, so you know what? We're just gonna also then start removing it from their list and then just like never mention Stranger Things again on Netflix. Yeah. Now it makes sense they're protecting their IPs, but also like this is why physical media matters more. And yeah. As, as a crazy, like, world where it's like, okay, well, now it's, like, products. Like, these shows are now products, but, like, no one o- truly owns them anymore. Even, like, writers and companies and all that. And it's, like, I think they're trying to, I mean, 
can you imagine the, I guess the term is scabs for this, that are just like, oh no, like, we'll sign you the complete rights, don't give a shit what happens to it after you give yeah. me my paycheck. Like, there's going to be a swarm of probably, like, new, like, ununionized actors and writers that are just desperate or just don't give a shit. And they're going to be, like, probably in the lead in this AI war. I don't know, Zach. I think me and you to start a AI generated yeah. movie. Just mm. take every '80s action movie we can think of and try to make like three or four TV shows and movies out of it, mm-hmm. and be hated by like classic Hollywood forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, so the rules of the strike now are, uh, so yeah, so work work has as of this time this is released. All work for like any any SAG member working on a TV show or a movie or any, like radio, their work is done. They're not working on, their, on, the, on those projects anymore. They're done. Um, and then they can't do they can't go to premieres, do interviews for completed work, go to award shows, attend film festivals, or promote projects on social media. And also like you can't go to like conventions like Comic Con and promote like specifically to promote like a, a project i get it seems like there's like a weird thing where like you can, you can attend a show if you're not specifically promoting anything but like if, if you're like you're, if you're like comic-con you're and you're like there's a panel for like i don't know wonka or something timothy shall make it i can't go to like comic-con and promote wonka i think you can still go you just can't run a panel yeah you can't appear on a, a panel or do anything at comic-con to promote like the, the projects that he's that he's appearing. He, he can't talk about Dune. He can't talk about Wonka. He can't talk about anything. But like, here's another bizarre thing. And I remember this was like last year's problem. Uh, so like, aren't there campaign? You can't campaign for movies for that are Emmy nominated because it's like you have to follow certain rules that are SAG graded. And if you that's, like, yeah, that's a whole. There's a whole separate like Oscar nom uh like nomination like rules too of like there's certain certain things you can and can't do if you're trying to like like you know do an oscar campaign and that was the weirdness with like um like andrea riseborough like because like that that whole campaign was all like social media generated and it's like is that against like the the, the rules of like the oscars where you like I forget. I forget what the specific thing. There's like some there's some specific rule of like you can like it's like you can't uh it, 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 there's it, there's some that was the controversy like it was, it was like people were like saying like the way that that movie got her like best actress nomination got campaigned for was like against like against possibly against like the Oscar like nomination rules. Yeah, I know. Like one movie got punished because they they did something, and it's like, oh, like don't. And then like there was like an anti group that was like, do not, like talk about that movie or like do any like don't even acknowledge. It was like, oh my god, what someone some famous actress that was like part of that campaign, and they're like they basically tried to blacklist her. Well, it was it was Andrea Riseborough was the actress that got was nominated for like like to Leslie. Yeah, I think that's it. And and then there was like, uh, there's yeah. There's, she tried to promote like, well, in she, some cause, other cause unconventional she, thing, and then they're like, "How dare you?" Yeah. Well, I forget who is. She, I forget who she, she's like. 
she was friends with like um i can't remember who it was but like she but it's like like she like she basically like 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 there's like this like network of like <laughs> celebrity friends that were like started like promoting it on like twitter and stuff that's how i got like nominated but then there's like there's like there's like a thing where you, you if you're like if you're promoting or like tweeting or like or like doing some sort of like like you're like trying to get your nomination out there you can't like disparage other movies you can't say like oh these movies suck my movie's awesome you have to vote for me you can't like mention any other movies in your like nominations and there's like some like some people were like kind of like saying like all the other movies everyone else is like a, a lock for like nominations let's like get let's get like andrew riseborough in there like oh it's like the other nominees don't need this <laughs> like but yeah that, that's that's a whole like uh it's a whole separate like <laughs> weird archaic like rules about <laughs> acting and oscars and stuff mm-hmm but yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, the strike. This, this, this I mean, I'm, I mean, literally nothing's gonna get done now. Probably, <laughs> like it's already, it was already kind of like people were kind of like like stretching as far as like what they could be like to be shooting during the writer strike. But now they you have a writers and actor strike, so it's like who knows what the hell's gonna get done. I mean, this is the rise of podcasters now. It's time for us to take over and become actors and other things. I think I think the I think the one thing I read was like House of the Dragon. Like the actors in that show are like they have a slightly different like agreement. They're not like it's not it's not like fully like a SAG. It's like sort of like equity agreement or something. So they like House of Dragon is, can still shoot. So they they're like the only show that's like major shows that can like keep going right now. Really? Well, is it because they're technically like a lot of European actors? Yeah, I think it's like they're in Europe and then they, like the, most of the actors have like a different sort of like. It's not like it's not like a SAG agreement. It's like some sort of other agreement with it. It's like adjacent to SAG, but not SAG. So that they they don't have to like like they don't have to like walk off set and strike. But I mean, pre I mean, I would say pre like pretty much every other major show or major movie that's like sh- trying to shoot right now is like is is done. Like, I I think I think I think they said uh, like I think Ridley Scott said like for like gladiator 2 they're gonna like just do like crowd footage or like just do whatever like shoot whatever they can that's like not you know like the major the main act the main the main cast interesting so they're just filming all the background actors first oh like i guess they, i guess maybe they're, they're, they're like fully stopped now i i read, I read earlier that it was like oh they're gonna let this like shoot like body doubles and like try to get around it but like yeah I, there's a report now it's like gladiator 2 and mortal Kombat 2 are like uh are production is fully, fully stopped so yeah who knows i mean def- definitely gonna have to this is like a huge thing definitely have to keep an eye on what's what's going on with it and i mean no matter when it ends, like there's gonna be like this, like we, it's gonna be such a like crazy gap. Like there, it could be like a like a, just like this huge like this, this year seems like it's over stuff in movies. Now in the like, maybe like next year or two, it could be like there's like no movies because nothing's nothing finished. Well, there, I think they're gonna do is import movies now from other and, countries, and, and and it's gonna be uh reality shows. Like I think Fox's fall schedule is just nothing but reality shows. <laughs> That's why they brought like Kitchen Nightmares back and stuff, because like they would 
they wanted to be strike proof in case mm-hmm. like the strike still was going on until like the fall. My God, dude. I, I hate the fact that that was the rise to rally TV show was the first strike in like 2007. Yep, yep. That was that's that's when reality shows got huge because it's like, oh, we don't have to pay writers. We just point the camera at people and they just do insane God, shit. Damn. Like, I hate so much reality TV show. But then also, I mean, the first strike like also affected like you know like Quantum of Solace was like like such a shit show because that that was like a writer's oh, they hire, movie like, they, yeah un, un, unpaid like ununion writers and like uh heroes like the, that tv show like got caught up and then that's why that like the show ended so horribly like so yeah i mean yeah it could be we it could be a huge potentially a huge mess <laughs> in like a couple months here if like if the agency strikes work out like who knows what the state of like any of these projects are going to be so Definitely something to keep an eye on. And then uh, moving on to some other news, uh, we got some big DC casting news. So for Superman Legacy, which is the the first the first major movie in the new James Gunn Peter Safran universe, um, I think we talked about it last week or two weeks ago. They cast uh, David Cornsweet as uh, Clark Kent, Superman and uh, Richard Brazan as Lois Lane. But uh, this week they added four new cast members. So uh, Nathan Fillion is going to be playing Guy Gardner, the uh, the Green Lantern. It's interesting that he's now Guy Gardner now. Yeah. Uh, Isabella Merced is playing Hawk Girl, and uh, Edie Gathegi is playing uh, Mr. Terrific. And then, uh, as the aforementioned Emmy uh, Emmy nominated uh, Anthony Kerrigan is playing from Barry is playing uh, Metamorpho. And that guy's a, a superhero? Yes. Even though on paper he looks like a villain, but yeah. he, he's a like he's like, an, he's, he's like an archaeologist who finds like an artifact and gets, it, gives, it gives him like whatever metamorpho powers he has. I don't even know his powers. I don't I don't know that area of DC. My, actually, yeah, I don't know a lot of DC besides the golden age characters. Because he just looks like he's wearing, um, like, Dead Man's outfit, but, like, rainbow-colored. Yeah. I, th- I think he's a little similar to, like, Absorbing Man in Marvel side, where he, he can, like... Oh, he's going to get, like, attacked by something, and then he's like, oh, I have the power of that. Well, I, he has he, he can, like, change his body to, like, reflect different elements, so I think he can, like... Oh. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to make my arm, like, uh, iron or something, or, like, uh... Like hydrogen to hydrogen or something. So, so yeah. So apparently, yeah. Apparently, apparently, not just uh, Superman and Lois for this new movie. Like other, like they're gonna kick things off right right away with like building up like the rest of the DC universe. And I think and I think James Gunn went he went on uh, social media and said like it's not gonna like it's not gonna be like 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 blatant like setups for the other movies it's gonna like fact like it's gonna factor in like like the like these like superhero characters are gonna, are gonna factor on like the Superman side of the, the story and then but then it's also gonna focus more like on like Clark and Lois side of things too and they're and then and they are the main characters and it's like all these other characters kind of like supporting like whatever storylines happening. So, so it's not it's actually just gonna be like a blatant like gr- like like uh Green Lantern like 
like trailer basically you're like 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 just like come see my movie next next year like green, green light or my tv show like yeah a lot so, of likes coming at you to describe this zach we talked about this hopefully hopefully it's more it's less like uh wakanda forever like because that was a blatant setup for multiple things yes Hopefully this uh, is more building adventure. It should do that. It shouldn't be focus on the Lois and Clark story because we've gotten four movies that's basically Lois and Clark over and over again, and then a cartoon series that is just Lois and Clark over and over again. And a, and a CW show, and now a new cartoon, and like yeah, yeah. I'm also blurring a lot of Lois and Clark stories because some of the more famous stories involves Lois and Clark at some degree. Mm-hmm. So starting it at the base is fine, but it should expand from there. It should be, I'm not saying they should totally avoid them meeting and being like an, a flirty item for Lois to be, oh, I like Superman. I, I secretly like Clark. And oh, I hit the jackpot that they're the same person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that's normally what happens in their story. There's never a surprise where Lois actually goes, oh, you are Superman and Clark Kent? I don't want any of this. Like, give me that. If they did a reversal where, um, <laughs> or she she prefers Clark but not Superman, so even though Superman is just desperate to get her attention, mm-hmm. and she's just like, I prefer Smallville. Never be Superman in front of me. Yeah, and then hopefully these other characters get introduced in the organic way. That's like yeah. Oh, please let it be organic. Like, I I don't know how they like maybe they would be like. Um. Because I, th- I think how I think they, they would do it. I, I think it's. Gonna, I think I think Superman is fairly new. Like this is going to be fairly early in his career as, like, a, a reporter and a superhero. Did you read New 52, the first reboot? I read a bunch of them. A reminder is that basically everyone has their own side missions and side stories before Superman really makes it public that I am not from here and I'm going to declare it to be the city savior. Mm-hmm. Because before that, it's more like saying, oh, you heard about this person who is a vigilante or a superpowered person, but we don't know where their power is or what's their statement. Because like Batman was straight up being a myth for by the time he then challenges Superman to say, okay. I don't know who you are, but we should kind of figure out where we stand with each other. And then then they formed the Justice League. That was the new New 52 was told out of order. Yeah. Where if you follow the Justice League version, it's years before. If you follow the Superman story, it's years before that. And then Batman 52 takes place years after where he's at this point, like his mid 30s and it's supposed to be a lot of his grand adventures, early, like, pivotal moments happen in the past. 
and that's why he's not working with a lot of the superpower people right now to to build up the story. But that only lasted three years before they rebooted it again, and then they rebooted yep. it another time. So it makes sense if they're going to that premise where Superman's been Superman for a few years, trying it out, building up the community, probably fighting more accident people, kind of like in The Flash, where in the first season of The Flash TV show, he is battling a lot of science experiments gone wrong. More so uh, a being from the future or a space showing up, and he has to fight that or ask for help. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to follow that formula. It wouldn't make sense where his first time teaming up with everyone is doomsday. Like, well, I think th- I think they're still lo- I think they're still looking for like Lex Luthor because like Lex Luthor is gonna be in this movie, obviously because it's a Superman movie. You gotta have Lex Luthor there. I I want I, Lex Luthor to be in the background more so than the master puppet, you know, the mastermind who's mm-hmm. puppeteering all the low-level thugs to get him the resources to build a creature to fight Superman. I would rather they're a creature that is associated to Lex, but not necessarily Lex's intended puppet, you know? I I also hope that, like, this team of Guy Gardner, Hawkgirl... Who knows if they're even a team, but, like, hopefully they're not a team like Black Adam, where it's, like, (laughs) like the Justice Society... It's like we got we got to stop this superpowered this new superpowered uh guy that showed up. We got to stop him. Like I still I still didn't see Black Adam, but I think when you tell me more about details, I got more and more turned off. The fact that they have Amanda Waller's number, the fact that they have a base and like transportation and more of a detonation well, code. Well, Hawkman in the, Hawkman in that movie is basically Batman. He has a mansion. He's got a like Hawk jets. He's he's a millionaire. What? He's he's and then I guess I guess Amanda Waller could have called the Justice Society at any time because they're they've been working for her or like doing like they've been on a team because like Haw- Hawkman and uh, Doctor Fate are like partners and they've been partners for like forever. <laughs> but it, it, the world makes no sense. Where why didn't Batman find those guys too? Yeah, where where were they when like? You know, st- stuff was happening. <laughs> I get, I get, and, up, like. I, I understand in the heat of the moment where they have to fight Doomsday, it's who's nearby. Even yeah. though one woman took a plane from Egypt, uh, flew like she flew in her visible jet or something, right? Or no, she didn't have a visible jet. She just they, they stole the like prototype invisible jet that the government was building or something. <laughs> Oh no, that, that was Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So, what? How did she get to uh, Dawn of Justice? Oh, they never explained how she showed up in Dawn of Justice. She just she just showed up. She's like, I'm here now. Like, okay, okay. So the, I'm just confused of how that even happened. Now, okay. So she shows up by magic. Mm-hmm. Hawkman literally has wings. Doctor Fate has magic jet you know like it he can alter time and space but he still decides to travel by plane sometimes because i saw that from the trailer in black adam yeah i I can understand the adam and uh what's is it tornado or what's the like cycle like the the girl like the girl like the luchador 
No, Luchador is the Atom, right? Well, the, the Atom is like he can like he's like he's like Giant Man. He can like grow and okay. shrink. He can grow and like he, that's his power is he grows, grows to like a giant size. And and then there's like I think I think it's Cyclone maybe, but they're they're both like super new. They're like like they they just this is like their first mission in Black Adam. Which is fine because that means in the it, in the few years since Dawn of Justice to now they found their power and they found a team. So I get them not joining the fight, but Doctor Fate has no excuse. Yeah, Doctor Fate and Hawkman have been were, were there. They could have helped out. <laughs> it, it would be way more insulting in Black Adam if they hinted as if. Hawkman and Dr. Fate are like celebrities, celebrity heroes, kind of like how Superman is a celebrity hero, but Batman's not. Mm-hmm. Like what kid's not asking Hawkman for an autograph, but also is Hawkman in this one have his wings part of his body or it's more of a suit? I think it's more like a suit. Um, oh. He puts on like armor and he's got like, and then the wings are like more like metal. And then he's Hawk got like Hawkman to be an alien. <laughs> and then he's got uh, a mace that can transform, like it can transform into different weapons. It's like kind of a magical mace, I think. Okay. Yeah, so he's straight up Batman. The more I'm like hearing this, the more I'm just like, okay, don't do that because it make it seem like these exist in the universe. I've always been existing in the universe. We're just dumb yeah. to not ask where we're the, you know, like it, it, it sounds kind of insulting as a greater universe movie fan. But I think now having expanded universe lore is a given. Mm-hmm. Right. We've a com- like comic people like me and you have like adjusted to that concept. If you introduce a new character, you're going to get like, Oh, you know, here's a side note. See this other series to explain their origin or, um, stay tuned for the next month for hearing, you know, a story to introduce them to make sense why they're here now. Happens all I, the time in comics. Yeah, I think they should start putting in, like, those, uh, like, editor notes in movies, <laughs> like... Either, like, either if that someone, if or someone have a, blur, like a comes up, yeah. Yeah, have a blur to explain why they weren't there to help. Or even just sort of, um... I don't know, have a grand plan like Marvel does to some degree. You can tell, I mean, you can tell when Marvel's fibbing and sort of going, oh, they were there all the whole time. Ha ha ha. You mm-hmm. got us, right? Or we got you. Uh, but Mar- but DC is just like dropping the ball. And I'm like, all right, you have a chance to reboot this now. You have like a clean slate. What are you going to do? Like li- impress us now. Like do yeah. what works. Or try something different, but don't try the method that is from the 90s or the early 2000s where shit just happens and don't don't explain why. Yeah, hopefully they're learning from the current like dumpster fight that's happening of like the Flash and Shazam. It's like, I mean, do you do you want to talk a little bit about Deadpool three news? Well, that's I was going to transition to that for okay. like last bit news, yeah. Which and yeah, the Marvel side of things, like speaking of like fan, like what fans actually want, <laughs> like and, and even um, if it doesn't make sense, you know the movie's gonna try its best to try to duct tape it together. Yeah, but but yeah, we got we got kind of like I don't know if this is the first official look, but it's it's the first look at uh, uh, Hugh Jackman in uh, filming Deadpool three. He's in the iconic like it's I, I think it's the like animated series like that. It's like yellow and blue striped 
uh, Wolverine suit, which is the one that everyone's been wanting to see him in for forever. They're finally doing it. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen next. This is finally like, uh, like a destiny. I think, wasn't like there another, wasn't there, does it, I think there's another shot where it looked like he was in like, also like the, like the brown and yellow suits possibly too. Is there? I always saw there's the like, yellow one. There was like a, it looks like he was like in like a swamp or something. He was like, and he was coming out of like the water and then like, but it looked like more of like the yellow brown suit. Really? I, I can't, like, I'm trying to Google this. What do I put like Hugh Jackman <laughs> in the swamp? Yeah. Like Hugh Jackman brown Wolverine suit maybe or something. But like, I, f- I feel like that was also like another shot of like from the movie. A fan edit. Hey, let's see. But yeah, he's definitely he's definitely I'm not getting anything. Yeah, he, I'd have to, I'd have to like really Google and find it, but I I feel like I saw it somewhere. But def, the yellow yellow and blue one is definitely uh, officially in the movie. Um, and it, 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 that's what we wanted like from Wolverine for forever. Like uh, <laughs> they teased it in like what was it the Wolverine like had a sh- like. It was like that at post grad scene where they open the briefcase. It's like there's like the Wolverine suit you'll never wear. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I mean we did, we did we did get like Weapon X uh, Wolverine. We got like Old Man Logan. But this this is the this is the Wolverine I think fans have been wanting forever. So they're they're doing it. They're doing it in Deadpool three. And then the other thing they're doing in Deadpool three is they are bringing back Jennifer Garner as Elektra. I know what. Which is why? badness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that would factor into like the movie or like um like what what it has to do with Deadpool or Wolverine, but all right. Cool. I mean, was she I, free? Is she still? Can she still fit in the outfit? I, <laughs> I feel like hopefully hopefully they'll do the same thing that like um they did at the end of like Deadpool 2 where like she'll make fun of like how terrible that like both of we were the whole like Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds thing where, like he like kills himself to stop that movie from happening or it's more like she's cannon fodder yeah I, I feel like being cannon fodder just because it's sort of like hey do you want to make fun of being in that and then okay like yeah I feel like, I feel like Jennifer Garner is like a, is probably a good sport and she's probably gonna be like fully like into like making fun of like that movie and like that character and then whatever Deadpool commentary is about it yeah it, you know I'm just thinking the time to introduce Jennifer Gardner in an kind of action movie, or I don't even sure if she's going to do any action would have been the time she was in peppermint. Yeah. That was like her last big, like action movie, movie. action movie. Yeah. But her last movie I remember was yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's, she's got that, going... uh, what, what, what credit card does she use his ads for capital one or like yeah she's the capital one lady and she's yeah you know she's and yeah i i remember her as Electra because we grew up around that time of like oh okay Electra at the 2000s was fine and the solo movie was bonkers because there's if you i mean i i think about just that plot and the ninja scenes and the the exploding dust i was like what is yep. happening in this movie the main bad guy could like had like magic tattoos he could like make come to life or something or like like that's the main bad guy had that i thought the main bad guy just had two katanas 
There was, there was something with like tattoos. I don't remember exactly because I always saw that movie like once. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I saw again. the movie like, once. I think I rented it because I just did not. I knew in theaters this was not gonna be a good time. I think I had blockbuster rewards, so it's like I build up enough um, free movie where it's like you can rent Electra now. Oh, okay. And then I watched it. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna return this movie. Yeah, there was a villain named Tattoo whose power was he had special tattoos. <laughs> Like, I think he had a tattoo of a snake, and then he could... The snake came alive? Yeah, like, the, the, the tattoos come alive, and then attack but, but people. that was the main villain? There there was, like... I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia. Of, like, yeah, villains. there's a whole squad yeah. of, like, just random, like... Typhoid Mary, like... I don't think the main villain of that group... Because I remember the main villain was an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't get tattoos. Like, I think he just has a white katana outfit. He looked like a bad version of Storm Shadow. It, well, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa was, like, the head of the hand, apparently. He's in that movie? Yeah, he's, 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 he's like, the, like, leader, the ninja leader of the, the hand, and then his, like, son is, like, I, I'm gonna take over. I'm, I want to take over, like, the hand now, Man. dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just remember he, he falls down a well. If you remember the ending, that's another movie we probably should do a commentary on soon. Oh, man. This, is, when, this, when, this is happening. When, when Deadpool 3 comes out, we'll watch Electra. Yep. <laughs> to make sense, try to connect it to Deadpool 3. They definitely need to, when Electra sh- appears in Deadpool 3, they need to like just blast like Evanescence or something or some. Just, like, some Bring like, a light. Hell metal, yeah. yeah. And they, they should also go like just go, go go full hog and just have like have Tom Jane show up, have Ben Affleck show up, that whole crew of like the. 2000s Fox like <laughs> superheroes like and then Deadpool just like kills them all or something or whatever they whatever they're gonna do yeah something just drive their car off a cliff <laughs> the Fantastic Four like <laughs> wow I'm looking at this lineup of movies Typhoon Mary was in yep Ed- wow that is so wasted and then. Yeah, there is a villain just named Tattoo, played by an actor who doesn't even have an eye, uh, a Wikipedia page about himself. Yeah. Bob Sapp was Stone. Cool. I remember him. Yeah, he was a MMA fighter that was just generic villain. Yeah. I And then I'm just reading this description of this movie. There's an actual rejection fight that happens. <laughs> wow. He's insane. Yeah. All right, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't even think, I don't, it didn't even get like a director's cut or anything. I don't think, like, but at least Daredevil at least got well, like a director's cut. To make it, a director's cut. There, does it make is. it better? Like, like does it make I it slightly know. better, like Daredevil, or does it make it worse? But yeah, Deadpool three, uh, supposed to come out next May. Um, I mean, with dual strikes now, who knows? <laughs> but. I, I I think they're still shooting it. They were shooting it like earlier this week, and then maybe maybe Ray Rollins and Hugh Jackman walked on set because of the strike. Who knows? But we'll see. I know. Hopefully, they had enough production out of like things, and we don't. Deadpool three doesn't just end up in a. Let's wait four years to produce this or whatever. Like finish this. Well, I think the one thing to its advantage was that the script was finished, so that's why they were able to, like you know work on it. Because there was, they didn't have to like worry about the, uh, you know, Rhett Reese and Paul were like not writing it, like it was finished and they were like shooting it. 
But I think I think the thing was they couldn't they had to go use the, the, the exact script. They couldn't like add anything to it or do anything. Is whatever script finished at the when the strike happened, that that's the script. You can't change or do anything to it wow. until the until the strike ends. But the actors are striking too. So. Yeah, that's what. They, yeah, that now now the actors strike. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure Ryan Reynolds and and Hugh Jackman probably are probably you know walked up set. <laughs> so. If they're still shooting it, I think they were still shooting it. So, I mean, that's good. Oh, that's like that movie. You know what's going to happen? And I think this is still okay in the SAG rules. If it's just quick cut with um an animation sequence, <laughs> it just turns into like it's, it's like stock footage. Like, it's like the no animated, reason. like, like it's just like cut to like the Fox animated series. <laughs> yep. Just like a random montage of different animation styles they can legally put in. The weird thing too is like that would work for Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like mixed go. media would just like perfectly work in like the weird Deadpool universe. And I'm not even saying they're gonna hire the best because I'm pretty sure sooner or later animators are gonna stand with the SAG union, just like how Broadway stars are are solidating themselves with the SAG people. Yeah. Have, wait, have you seen? Side note: Have you seen the uh, dancers and Broadway stars and like other dance troops that are in solidarity, like dancing in front of movie production studios and stuff. Uh, yeah, I saw they were like, I don't, I don't think they're like officially striking, but they're like basically supporting. Yeah. The SAG strike because like I don't think Broadway shows aren't like going on strike right now. Yeah, they're not affected. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure during the writer's strike of 2007, this is where a lot of Hollywood, of uh, a lot of Broadway stars suddenly became and whatnot, it became like everyone moves up in rank. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what's going to happen with this one where now you have the writers, actors, and maybe associated companies, and it's like, who, who's going to suddenly become actors? It's like watching like TikTok stars become YouTubers, oh boy. YouTubers become movie stars. We don't, like we everyone, don't need that. I know, I was like, oh good, here's some, here's some even crazier um marketing that said oh we can just tap into this like screw tvs and movies we can just make deadpool 3 using a bunch of tiktok stars and and spirit (laughs) of halloween costumes yeah so thanks hollywood yeah it's crazy it's it's crazy it's all around so i know it it's weird because all these things this year have hyped us up for the next two years of movies and and world building and and imagination for what could happen next, and we're just gonna go down a bit and be. Yeah, I mean, every, every, everything is crumbling. Like movies are fail, like are massive flops at the box office <laughs> this entire summer. These multi- dueling strikes are happening now. It's just like, what is happening? <laughs> what is what is what is the movie industry and like television gonna look like like a few months from now? <laughs> I know. Oh god. But anyway, let's watch about what movies we watched before the yeah end. yeah before, the movies came out before everything crumbled as it does for the dark ages. Um, yeah, what what are you watching over the last week or so here, Chris? So I, I I apparently I keep watching movies and trends. So I watched uh, Guardians of Galaxy three. Yep. Which I think was great. It's a fun story that um. Parts of, parts of it are fun. Parts of it are like parts of it are fun. A lot yeah. of it is just like sad, and mm-hmm. 
I didn't understand that this whole series was about Rocket more than anyone else now. Well, I think James kind of said like Rocket is his favorite character in this whole yeah this whole thing was like oh. basically like built his arc and like his story. But I feel like in order to say that his character would have been a better introduction in the first movie because honestly it's the Quill story up until this point. Yeah, that's the weird part because like yeah, Guardians of the Two is all about Peter and his yeah. and his oh. father and everything. So I understand his arc gets better. Rocket's arc gets better from two and then Infinity Wars Endgame to here. Like if you start it from two to now, yes, it's a Rocket story because it's who you thought Peter Quill was going to be the main character. It's not. It's about Rocket. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. However, with one starting the whole thing, it really was Peter up until this. So it seems weird. It seems forced for this to happen. And honestly, I was fine with Rocket not doing much in the movie because as soon as that first arc, ha the first act happens, and pretty much Rocket's not doing anything in the present, mm -hmm. I was just going, okay, we're just gonna get all the forced backstory that we we that some people had if you just didn't read the Rocket comics or Guardians things. But yeah, it was darker than I thought. I thought like his animal friends would still be around or something, but they really <laughs> no. dropped that. Hey, no, it it's tragic and sad, and now he has that resentment. But he never brings it up to anyone, not even Groot. You know, like there's no memento. That key card that he has, it's not like he had that key card in the first movie. Like that's what I'm saying. That's a better arc if it's there and he keeps it around his neck, kind of like. Peter's Walkman or something. You know, like that that's how you cohesively make an arc. I also this, I, this sort I, of just I, duct tape in there. I've seen people like talk about it too on like on like YouTube and stuff, or like did did Rocket never get injured like bad enough to ever that they that, like they they're like, oh this like you know, this, the, the magic medical packs don't work on him. Also, magic medical packs. What is this now? Yeah, you, you just wrap it around whatever injury. Like, it, fi it fixes, like, broken bones and blaster shots and whatever yeah. else. So that that's why I'm like, okay, this is a MacGuffin. It's just a MacGuffin thing. We're probably never going to see this again. How is that not something the alien technology brings to Earth? Yeah, bring that, yeah, bring that to Earth. <laughs> Peter Cole always has to do is take a handful of those, come to Earth, and become a trillionaire. Yeah. He doesn't have to live with his grandfather anymore. He he could buy anything. He could be, be Tony Stark rich. Yeah. Honestly, he doesn't have to be Tony Stark rich. Take a fraction of his ant technology to Earth, and he could just be Tony Stark. He could be Morbius. More, like, the, <laughs> the, the blue blood, the fake blood that saved everybody. Yeah, the fake blood that only works on Morbius. Yeah. Um, But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, what? You just can't introduce this. Like, especially... When that medical thing was introduced at the beginning, and then the beginning of the third act, and then just left aside, not used at all. Also, if that medical device technology works, why couldn't that fix the um the like maker's face? Whatever, like the creator, high, high evolutionary, high evolutionary. 
Like the high evolutionary can make all his life, but he can't fix his face. I, <laughs> I mean, it was it was all like it was self inflicted. Like he was like trying to make himself like perfect or whatever. Was it? Because I, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be implied that that's how Rocket did to him. Like the well, I think that Rocket gave to the high evolutionary was like all the scratches to the face. Yeah, the high then, evolutionary put on a mask that was not held correctly because it's like he's wearing Robocop like makeup, like you know what I mean? Like, you can tell something's not right about his head. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it gradually, like if you like through the flashbacks, you kind of see him like he, he like like he's doing more and more. St- you you kind of tell he's like doing more and more stuff to himself too. Oh. Until, until until he gets like until you get like the president where he, yeah he has like a a Robocop face and then like a <laughs> horrifying skull bloody skull that like I'm like wow that's like a lot that is a lot for a uh, Marvel movie. Yeah. Also, I was genuinely shocked about the f bomb that was thrown in yep, here. This is movie is definitely yeah. not for kids. Like if you thought about the fandom, I I think it's like this has been an eight year long series from 2015 to now. Maybe, yeah. 2014 was the first one, so, yeah. 14? So, like, yeah. nine. So, those kids I grew up watching this at four are only, are 13 now. Or, yeah, like 13, 14. So, they basically heard their first official F-bomb. Mm-hmm. Which comes out of nowhere. Is this, is this PG-13? Yeah, of course it is. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, you're allowed. I would never thought mainstream Marvel movies would have that. I always thought the offshoot ones or and it, it was it was such a weird, just like a random scene to throw it in there. Like it was like it wasn't it wasn't like Rocket just saying like you know to the high evolution like like go like like you know, it was like a, a final well, like. Okay. If you think about it, in the second movie, he goes, "Welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy." He didn't say freaking. That was like ha 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 like uh, yeah. self censored. You know, ask your parents at home. You'll learn more when you grow up. Kind of inside joke, but not this. They're just like, this, hey, this is everything like a- about the movie is gonna be dark, like violent, and also adult humor. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna throw the f bomb in like this random wacky scene where like they're trying to like get into about a car. car. <laughs> I wonder how many kids and their parents got in that same weird argument or kids trying to emulate that and then their parents are saying like i'm not gonna say that to you in your face like we're in front of your friends we're not, i'm not doing that what well, i did appreciate like peter understood like he understood how to get into a car but then it's like oh i've never driven before because i got abducted when i was like nine or whatever so i've never driven a car yeah I'm, I'm like I'm like, I'm like the only expert for this for this but I, i'm still not an expert yeah i i like that that was funny uh i mean the movie's got some heart and it's got some confusing arcs, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, there's 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 a weird runner with like um, Craglin and Cosmo, and like Craglin is just like tormenting Cosmo about being a bad dog. Yeah, he really doesn't do much. I mean, he does a big thing at the end uh, where it finally all comes together for him. But if I saw just the poster and all that, like I thought he was actually doing more adventures with them not just hang out at base but i, I think it. i think james gunn said before that they're like cosmo and craig are kind of like they're like the like junior guardians they're not like a like a fully that's why they, they're they like stay behind in nowhere because they're not like they're not like a until the until the end of this movie spoilers but like they're not they weren't like officially like 
main main guardians. They're like kind of like reserve yeah. guardians, basically. I, I get it. I get it. You need to kind of earn your keep. Um, I mean, I appreciate what the next team is because a really, I do like that it is a girl. It's a dynamic group. It's never supposed to be we are this forever. It's mm-hmm. it's you know any good team up guardian story is rotating members and they have that this is basically what their adventure is like um to fa- the fact that they survived three movies together like this is great you know mm-hmm. so I, I like the book ending of it i just don't like the force rocket like stardom but is bradley cooper coming back for more or this is his last one too I mean, who who knows what they're doing? Because the end credit said Peter Quill return. Yeah, we don't. Star Lord can go off and do his own thing because he's yeah. the of all the characters in that he's the one that can be in other movies and make sense. Where I don't. Or has no reason to come to Earth. Drax is like no reason. Yeah, this well, this movie does such a great job. Like like yeah, like everyone has like an arc that like gets, leaves them in like a satisfying place where like. You know, yeah, Drax becomes a father again to all these like orphan kids, or like you know, oh, he's like Sia he, kids. Yeah, like he, yeah, he realizes like, oh, like, like his his de- his like purpose is to not be like a killing machine, is to be a father, and then like, like, uh, like Gamora, the new Gamora is, is like happy with like being a pirate with the Ravagers, and mm-hmm. Nebula becomes like the protector of everyone. Yeah, she wants to make uh nowhere like a safe haven and it makes sense it's like she's and then it's like they're tired of fighting and it's like okay cool and plus it's like nowhere is like not like an easy place to live it's a floating (laughs) ecosystem head that is yeah and it's also like a warship you know like it's oh yeah um but i i enjoy the uh send-off for this arc and if some people come back in the future, great. But I know they're not going to be what they are leading. Like, if 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 uh, Batista ever wants to, like, slap on a shirt and then wear a little bit of prosthetics, I'm fine with that. He doesn't have to be the rip Drax to the Destroyer. He can just yeah. be Drax, who just is, like, basically Thanos, where he's, like, a farmer now, just raising <laughs> whatever, like, you know, just sort of on his own uh, nursery. I'm fine with that. That totally makes sense for his character now. Uh, did you I like know, warlock i i think because you told me the surprise it did make it, it lowered my expectations but he's exactly what i thought that he's like a but, he's, he's a, a dumb himbo <laughs> like well, yeah he's a dumb himbo but he's also supposed to be very like underbaked and i i like i don't i as someone who was like rooting for him from the second movie to be somewhere and somewhere bigger and then it's like haha like Thanos is dead, so we don't know what to do with this character anymore. He's like sort of a teenager, like he and like, uh, like Elizabeth and Becky have like the weird like mother do- mother son relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like he's like this like arrogant teenager who's just like shut up, mom. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind that. It, it it took a while and it, it grew on me, but I didn't mind it. It definitely could have been. More respectable if you're an Adam Warlock fan, but who is these days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel that, like it's that, a play on a... these like OP characters that need to be dumbed down. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's that's like such a like total like 
departure for the comic. Like in the comic, he's like a like you know like deadly serious like super powerful cosmic being like. Yeah, no, his all his whole role is to defend like it from the greatest the stones. Evil. Yeah. Yeah, and that and then once like when well, Alan the stones are done, so now what? Mm-hmm. So I like what the character makes sense of where he is and that he's supposed to be an example of um, creations that basically don't live up to expectations. That's the running theme in this movie, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I, I get why he is this way, phonetically, you know, in the story. I But for me, as someone who read the Infinity War comics and then it was like Adam Warlock is just like I, I I can't he's the Captain Marvel now equivalent where like I only come when you super need me or else I'm not fucking stopping this bank robbery mm-hmm. you know I'm not I'm not doing daily crime like call me when it's an end of the world scenario only bye bye like that you know that's Adam <laughs> yeah. Warlock mm-hmm. but uh no that's fine he's supposed to be like training and who knows like i hope he comes back in the future in marvel things probably not i don't know i don't i don't know if i want like anything Guardians related it's not james gunn directed because like obviously he like such like care oh. like love for the characters like yeah yeah you can't oh, just throw like yeah. any like any like any random person on there i mean i don't mind the guardians coming back and just being side characters i just you know i don't know if we're ready for guardians 4 yet or no. even a yeah. piece where it's like Guardians. Give me as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Even though we had like a small preview of that. In uh, it, Thor Love and Thunder. Thor and Lover, yeah. But I didn't mind. But also, Peter Quill being a hammer drunk is just weird after the Christmas arc. Well, that that whole opening is just like so totally insane of like rockets listening to that like acoustic version of creep and just walking yep. around nowhere. It's just like wow, this is a crazy way to open this movie. <laughs> and then Peter Quill just being space drunk is yeah, just sad. And I'm like, I, I guess yeah, I, I guess I guess the Christmas like cheer and laugh. stuff. Cheer, yeah, like it was like that was super temporary. <laughs> Well, that was, if you think about it, Christmas was the Christmas. This is, has to be spring, summer? Some, then, some time, yeah, some, quite a while yeah, after. Because then he goes back to his grandfather's, which is the same place he grew up from, so Missouri? Yeah, somewhere, yeah. I mean, the the fact that He's still hung up on Gamora. He grows up. You go, okay, like, the version I was with isn't this. And, you know, we moved apart. I do like that this wasn't, like, a love story movie. There are love moments, romantic highlights. Yeah, that they didn't, like, they didn't, like put them back together yeah. again. Like, Yeah, no, I I was kind of, like, a little shocked about that. But I, I, I find it bittersweet. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be kind of, like, a rough, like, I, I think... It was never gonna last. We, I knew maybe the other Ver- Gamora it lasted, but you know, this time it didn't. But I don't know. Peter Quill and his love is never like solid. You know, he's one of those characters that I don't know. In the next ten years, he might be dating the Wasp, or like he might be with Rogue. I don't know, let's see. And it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. But that means there's still a chance where him and Kitty Pryde can hook up. If, yeah, they bring Kitty Pride in is like a 
when the MCU X Men finally show up, like, and then that, and then it's like, give me Kitty Pride in the Guardians of the Galaxy, where she becomes a captain in that. Or like, she becomes, he brings her along. I think she works her way up to become the actual leader of the team, and then she legit becomes a seabo captain on Earth after their marriage falls apart or their engagement. Mm-hmm. That happened like two years ago. It, it, again, very like. Comics are bizarre to even try to track, but yeah, but this was good. This was like again, great watching at home experience. Theaters I could see like you don't need to rush out and see because it they didn't build anything too world building to anything they had to see. But it, it's fine. Like it, it's definitely like I gotta watch it again to see if my thoughts still hold up if it holds up over time because I know this was like the of the three the lowest one. For what, um, box office? Blockbuster? Yeah. I know it was like the biggest box office of 2003, but in compared to 2, 2 was like this like phenomenal movie. Yeah. Well, I think the runtime and then like, yeah, maybe like the, the darker, t- like darker tone, maybe like puts some people that who might have went, didn't go. And also, and also like the whole Disney Plus thing and like who knows how many people are like, it's like, I'll wait. <laughs> It'll be on Disney Plus in like a couple months. That's true. Um, and then continuing that, uh, to speed it up, uh, I watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie Honor Among Thieves. Yeah, another another, another t- team of misfits like yep. have to coming band together, together to, yeah, doing their own things. People that everyone thinks are not really good heroes, but turns out they're exactly the right heroes for this moment. Mm-hmm. So. I had a good time with it. I, I, my expectations were set at the right level, and then they exceeded it a little bit. But like, it's exactly what like I was in the mood for. Um, yeah, I, I was obviously way better than the first Dungeons and Dragons movie, and then you mean uh, the first three Dungeons and Dragons movies. <laughs> well, the, well, the first, I think, the, I think two and three of that series like didn't end up in theaters. They were like direct to video or something. Yeah. But like, yeah, the the first one, uh, with like Jeremy Irons and everything. I'm also going to throw in Demon Siege in there for no reason. Dungeon Siege? Dungeon Siege, you know, the, a tale just... of... Which actually isn't bad compared to the Dungeons & Dragons, like, first movies, you know? Even though it has nothing to do with each other, but... The, the best Uwe Boll movie? <laughs> it, I, I think it is. Honestly, I think it is in the, the library. But, um... Yeah, this movie was everything I thought... Dungeons and Dragons, like a good campaign would be. Mm-hmm. And one of the parts I really enjoyed was it's a lot of storytelling within the movie. So it does a good job of kind of encompassing imagination and what it feels like to play Dungeons and Dragons with a really good DM. Because I played bad Dungeons and Dragons with a DM that sort of does wandered on on what the story could happen and a lot of breaks where it's like all right shit like this shouldn't have happened we need to like figure out why you have you played dungeon dragon zach not really no oh shit there's like parts of it that they don't talk about and everyone thinks dungeon dragon is dungeon crawling like all right like if you play dungeon dragons that's like more than that where it's like before you even get to the quests or it's like how you get the quests or even why you're going on quests or you need to talk to this character first and it's a fetch quest before the actual fighting parts 
it is this. It is a lot of, okay, we need to talk to here. We need to charm this. We need to go do this puzzle. We need to um, get this item. Okay, that failed. Plan B. Like a good dungeon master will make a story and have that be set out. Um, Stranger Things skip right to the fighting part, right? Right mm. to the Demogorgon, right to the, okay, even with um, the Hellfire Club, they were trying to do the fighting part in highlighting it. And doing the the rolling and then the the stacks and then figuring out like how to counter, um, but that's by modern day standards in Dungeon Dragon that's pathfinding. Pathfinding is straight up like we are trying to get to this point B, like from point A to point B, and we need to kill our way up here. Like you can't, I think you can't charm your way out with like personality checks or anything. I think you have to fight. But in Dungeons and Dragon, I think a lot of the other thing you can you can do tricks. You can do like, oh, I want to avoid this fight and do something else. So you can do that. Yeah, you, you have like tons of options in D so, Yeah, so that's why the story, this game. I mean, that that to me is like, oh, I know at least a little bit of that to appreciate what they're trying to do in this movie because it's not straight up fight, 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 fight. It's a lot of like. There's he- there's like heist movie heist, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So heisting, there's a lot of like misdirections. Make, make, making a horrifying Christopher Christopher Pine like like. You know what's funny? I knew, this, <laughs> I knew when that movie came out and people were taking like you know cam shots or the, the, the meme of like, that the, like the meme the, of the, it. The, and the I didn't understand, I understand a little bit of the context, but watching it come to life like that, I I was blown away. I was. Like, I watched that scene, like, two times after I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. I still, like, laugh at it. And it's it, it's funny. And I, I like the fact that Chris Pine's character was originally a paladin and then became a bard, and now he's, like, a weird bard-paladin hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, though his daughter was weird, I feel like her instantly just, like, Daddy, I hate you. It's like, you grew up by, raised by a bard. Like, why are you surprised by half of this? And he was in jail for only two years. Yeah, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like they were in jail that long. Like, yeah. yeah long enough for her seem... to completely forget everything and just be I, like, I, guess, I don't like you, daddy. Look, I, Hugh Grant's just that manipulative, I guess. Like, Hugh Grant's just, like, poisoning her mind. I, I guess. Hugh Grant was fun. I was kind of shocked how I liked his he's, evil, he's, charming ways. He is fully in I'm a character actor now. <laughs> I just show up for like random sporty roles, just like be wacky. But I also love that Hugh Grant is just Hugh Grant. He's mm-hmm. not trying to be uh, like another character. It's like when you hire Hugh Grant now, you just get Hugh Grant. Even yeah. in other movies prior, like uh, Waka Oopaloopa, he's gonna be a Hugh Grant. He's be oh, he's just Hugh Grant. Yeah, he's a charming Hugh Grant. And but I was thinking like the gentleman where he plays like a weird paparazzi creep. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's Hugh Grant, the paparazzi guy. Uh, Operation Fortune. He's Hugh Grant, the arms dealer. <laughs> Is he the villain in that one too? Yeah, he's like the he's like the arms dealer they're trying to like like uh, take down or like. Uh, figure out what he's trying to do. But yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole cast of Dungeons & Dragons I'm think is, is fun. Um, I like, like, when, uh, like, when, like, Richard, Richard John Page shows up as, like, 
the paladin and like steals the, like just like takes over the whole like team the whole movie for like 15 minutes yeah and then just and just, just like literally like, walks off <laughs> walks off the movie i'm like i'm i'm, I'm gonna walk away now it's like he like just like doesn't doesn't walk over doesn't walk around that giant like stone in the beach just like walks over it he's like oh, he's, just, he's just going in a straight line yeah i did like that i was like oh they're really like lingering on this shot i wonder what's gonna happen and then they do the commentary on it yeah and he I thought and, that was funny yeah and he, his whole character was, he was like a fun kind of like spock-esque character where he's just like super like he's just logical and like not Girl, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah yeah he get sarcasm he's yeah. very he kind of knows he's op on everything Mm -hmm. i like the uh uh the new take on this genre instead of being a too serious and uh like not relaxed movie because if you compare this to the first dungeon dragon movie it is head like just head to toe different Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it's not, it's not it's not Lord of the Rings, it's not Game of Thrones. It's like very it's like fun it's like fun fantasy. It's like wacky yeah. comedy fantasy. So I definitely recommend it. I definitely see why the hype was like there, and you know, I, I, even though I think commercially it's terrible because some oh, people yeah, don't understand, it, yeah, but yeah, it under it underperformed pretty badly. <laughs> but I think critically, it's like amazing. Yes, critic, critics loved it. I mean, it, it didn't do terrible box office wise, but like it, it like definitely was not up to what uh, Paramount wanted. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was like a mega like budget though. Like you know, like Fast Fast X cost like five hundred million dollars <laughs> for cost. Like I don't think there's, I don't think Honor Thieves cost that much, but like for what it cost compared to what it made, like it's sort of like, well, we didn't, we didn't make a lot of we we kind of lost a little bit like uh, money on this one so but yeah anything else chris no that's it for me let's get on to you so yeah i saw i, I saw a couple things I, I saw quite a bit but i'll just do a couple things um i saw the first two episodes of my adventures of superman which is the new uh adult swim slash max superman show which it's it's a weird choice for Adult Swim because it's it doesn't not feel like an Adult Swim show at all. It feels like it should be like a Cartoon Network like before Adult Swim show. Like it's not really Does it even have a raunchy comedy. It's the, it's it's not raunchy comedy. It, it feels like just a, like a you know normal like Cartoon Network like DC show. It, it it's not yeah it's not Harley Quinn. It's not like Rick and Morty. It's just like it's just a very like pleasant, nice, like funny like superhero show. Yeah, why the Adult Swim promoting it then? Yeah, I, I, I think maybe because they, they expanded Adult Swim out. Like, Adult Swim is basically, like, half of Cartoon Network now. Like, I think Adult Swim starts at, like, 9 o'clock now or something. Yeah, but that's, like, King of the Hill hour, so, like, why yeah, Superman, it, like... It, and this is on, like, midnight on Adult Swim, so it's, like, such a weird time slot, like, but... And then it's on Max next day. But, so, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not doesn't really totally doesn't really fit in like the that especially like that midnight adult swim slot like just very weird but yeah the show the show is basically it's it's clark lois and jimmy are all interns at daily planet so it's they're super young super early in their career um they're not even reported yet they're interns and then the first episode is basically there's like this like weird theft of like technology there's like these like people is like getting criminals are like stealing robots 
and then Lois has like a like a lead on it, and so she's like, "Well, we gotta. This will be our big break. We'll, if we break the story, we'll become reporters." And then so they kind of like go against uh, Perry White's like, it's like, "You guys stay in the office." Like Perry, Perry is like very much like the like angry like police chief, basically, or like angry like editor's like, "You all entered. You, you serve us coffee. Like stay here." But then they like go out and like try to find the story, and then get into all sorts of trouble. They try to break the story. Yeah, because that's what like Lois thinks that'll be like their big like break and then they'll become like real reporters after they do that and then one of the uh, uh, interesting thing about superman the show is like he doesn't really know who he is like he knows he's like he has powers but he doesn't really he he, when he tried to like figure out who he was when he was a kid he got scared by like the like because like the kryptonian ship that he came in on in the show it like it was like it's like opens up and like it's like closing in on him and like it's like opening up this like giant hole in the ground so like he got freaked out by it and then like buried it and it's like i'm never gonna like i'm never gonna go look at this again so like he never like learned about like krypton or like his father or like any of that stuff but then in, in his in his first two episodes he's like I, I, I if i'm gonna be like a superhero i should probably like learn finally learn like faces like figure out what, who i am and where i came from and the other interesting thing is like he doesn't understand like Kryptonian language, so like there's like the hologram of Jor-El shows up, but he doesn't understand what the hell he's saying. So he's just like, I don't, I don't know who you are or what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn you off. <laughs> and, uh, and and Jack Quaid voices uh, Superman, and he he's a he does a, a good job. And then Elsley is Lois Lane, and uh, Ishmael Said is Jimmy Olsen. And then they're they're also like introducing um some like wider DC stuff so like uh like Slade Wilson shows up and uh, Livewire shows up and they're like introducing like Suicide Squad stuff possibly because like Amanda Waller's there so like they're definitely like it's gonna have like an expanded like DC universe along with like the main kind of like Clark Lois Jimmy storyline. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's a it's a fun funny show. It's 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 definitely more of like a comedy show than like uh it's not like a Young Justice or like a more serious DC or like the DC animated movies. It's definitely trying to be like a a funny comedy show with with like with like DC you know, like superhero stuff going on too. But yeah, I'll say if you're a Superman fan, check it out. It's 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 fun. And then I also saw the uh, 1988 movie Black Eagle, which has Jean Claude Van Damme and Shokasugi in it. Wait, what? Uh, they weren't together. Yes, and I, I've been trying to see this for a while. I, I don't think this is like available really anywhere for a while. Now, now it's on like Tubi. It's on like Roku Channel. It's on a, a lot of places now. I think it might have also got like a Blu-ray release like recently. But this this one was yeah. This was kind of just like not like any like there was no DVD of it. It was like not available anywhere. And I gotta say, very disappointed. <laughs> Like I, I was like I, I've, I've seen the like the cover. I've seen like it's like the covers like Jean Claude Van Damme like flexing while like Joker Suki's like shooting like a a crossbow on. It's like this, this like awesome cover. And then in the whole movie, the movie is kind of boring. Like it, it, it feels like very very early like Sean Connery Doctor. Like it feels like Doctor No, but like even like but like boring. Where it's not really there's not a lot of action until the end, and then a lot of it's just like this like quote-unquote espionage but it's just like a lot of like like sh- like show because he's kind of just like wandering around malta because basically the plot he is like like a spy or just he, he's, a, he's, a, into a thing? he's a spy for the cia he's like a special operator for the cia and okay. then a plane a plane crashes in in the ocean near malta that has like experimental like laser systems on it and so the soviets want it and the u.s government wants it back so then the so then 
CIA sends Tokusugi, he's like they're like main. He's like Black Eagle. They're they're like big uh, secret agent to like try to recover this like tech. But there's like a whole like crew of Soviets, including Jean-Claude who's Andre. Like they're like like they're big enforcer, and they're tra- they're trying to like steal this technology and get it back to the Russians. So they could like replicate it and stuff, and you know continue the Cold War. But yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of like, yeah, like Shokusugi just kind of like wandering around or like diving underwater, <laughs> like, um, and people, yeah, not a lot of stuff happens for like a while. And there's like there's like a few like it's like oh it's an action sequence, but it's like oh Shokusugi is like runs away from like two guys on a street, <laughs> or like or like punches two guys like quickly and then that's it. And even like the when they do finally get to like the Van Dam Shokusugi fights, they're like not that great. Like it's just like if it's very slow. It feels like the, it made this like rehearsal for like the fight, and it, it, or like it's not like the like crazy choreography you would expect from like those two. It's a, it's Wait, a very they, they fight each other or they just fight. They they fight twice because like obviously like Van Dam is like the Soviet enforcer. He's like the main. He's basically like the same character he was in like No Retreat, No Surrender, where mm. it's just like this like Russian enforcer martial artist guy. And so yeah, they they face off like twice, and then both times it's just like, that's it. Like this, <laughs> like you have Shokusugi and Jean Claude Van Damme, and the, this is like the fight we get. Like it's kind of like generic, slow kind of. It's like they like punch each other, and they're also like they're like really trying to sell it. Like it's like, it feels like a wrestling thing where it's just like Shokusugi's like punch, it's punching. It's like not that like it doesn't seem that big, but then like he's just like it's like selling it. Was like oh my ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the most powerful. This Russian, yeah. Belgium. It's man. like it's like it's like a very like nondescript like Van Damme punch and like Shokusugi's like is like reacting like he's like got his like sternum broken or something. It's like okay. And a lot and a lot of, like it's just like the action. A lot of the action is, is like weirdly like filmed or like weirdly like like it's like people just like appear and like it's like where did that guy come from or what? it's just, like there's like a bunch of guys standing around and they're not doing it's like are they gonna like shoot at shokasugi or do anything and it's like okay no they're just gonna stand there and watch all right <laughs> like and just like yeah just like people like really people like their placement in like the scenes is like odd of like that, that guy's that, that guy was just there and now he's like disappeared and, and then Where'd he go? Or like, and then like explosions are happening, and then like people are like, it's how'd that happen? So it's like it feels kind of sloppy too. It's just like I don't know. I was I was very disappointed. Like like this like because I I I had seen I kind of heard about this and seen it like for like years of like this like John Cleve and Damn Shokusugi movie, and it's just like finally watching it, it's just like. Well, I'm, no. I'm looking at the cover of it, and it does look awesome because he's that, doing that's the same what, that's, arm that, pose from like Street Fighter. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what I've seen. I've seen that cover. I'm like, oh man, someday I, I need to see this movie. Like, what is this movie? <laughs> and yeah, it's it yeah, it's it's kind of slow and boring for the most part. So I would say skip it. Definitely, definitely way better Shokusugi movies, than, and obviously way better Jungle of a Dead movies. I mean, it's cool if you're a Shokusugi fan because it's like him and his family are in this movie. I mean, his sons are in like a lot of his movies. Like, I know, but it's like if you like that, like and that's that's also his sons movie. That's that's also like a weird part of it too. But like, like there's a lot of like scenes where it's just like Shogasugi hanging out with his kids. And like, boys, boys, let's go to the beach. Like, <laughs> and then they film him at the beach to like. And then, kind and of they also run and then like time. And then like and the CIA um uh has basically 
they basically like, made one of their agents like a babysitter for the for like Shokusuke's kids. Like this like character named like Patricia Parker, who's like this like CIA agent. She basically becomes like the nanny or the babysitter for like Shokusuke's kids. I'm confused. Like, why would you bring your kids? Because they they have that to was... be like. So, so there's there's a funny bit where it's like Shokasugi part of part of his like uh agreement with the government is like I get two weeks I get two weeks vacation no matter what every year to see my kids. But then they 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 need him to be on this mission and it's but it's during his vacation so that so like the, to like force him to like be on this mission they send his kids to Malta and it's like well your kids are already there so you got you better might as well go there anyway like. So CIA that sends seems his kids. Dangerous. Yeah, they send his kids to like this place where like there's like a squad of like Soviet like agents like running around too. And then yeah, they're, they're just like going around like museums and stuff. And then they also they also just give Shokasugi like way too much dialogue. Like no, I mean clearly English is not his first language, but like it's just like there's way too much dialogue for him to be doing like in this movie. Like wait, exposition scenes and like. These like long dramatic scenes like his with his kids, sons and stuff. It's like this this is not his strength. <laughs> his strength is like posing in, in like a ninja costume and throwing like like with, and, like killing people with, like katana or something. But yeah, definitely. D- d- if you haven't seen like Pray for Death or like those like the Shokusui like ninja movies, like definitely see those before this one. This is this is this is for like Van Damme slash Shokusui completionists only. Like if you if you need to see like every single movie they've done, but yeah, kind of, kind of, but kind of a bit of a slog. Like it was like it's only like ninety minutes. I was and I was like, wow, this felt like three hours long. <laughs> and then last movie, uh, I, I watched uh, 2002's Ghost Ship, the classic. <laughs> uh, I, I was just, I was I was on, I was on Max. See was on there like, oh yeah, Ghost Ship. I'll watch that. <laughs> I got you. I, th- I think it popped. I think because I, I also watched Insidious Part Chapter Two, and I think it popped up on like the like see, like you might like after like, you might also like, like after that was over like the like recommendations like it was like Ghost Ship. I'm like, all right, Ghost Ship. Which which I mean of the of those like 2000 early 2000s horror movies like Ghost Ship is probably one of, one of the most fun ones. I mean, definitely one of the best opening scenes of all time with that like where the cable kills everybody like that still mm-hmm. has not been topped. The opening, like, yeah. So, I mean, such such an awesome scene, like so so insanely gory, so ridiculous. Like the problem is that like once that happens, then like that's it. Like that's the highlight. That was the opening. There's movie. there's a couple other ones like Carl Urban gets like grounded into, like into like like bits by a gear later on and stuff, which I uh, yeah I, I totally did. like the cast of this movie is kind of insane of like like young Carl Urban, uh, like Isaiah Washington, like Juliana Margulies, like the main is like the main hero. Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Like, it's an all-star cast. Yeah. I do. I do also think it's kind of weird too. There's, there's, there's like an actual like villain. There's like a, I guess he's like a demon or something. Like, it's like there's a guy who's like basically like, like he is from hell and he's he's trying to like lure people to the ship to kill them and then like he needs to get like reaches like certain quota of people on the ship and then like they get like they get like transported to hell or something. He's like the ferryman. I think he's more of a ferryman because it has to be in boats. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be this. They got to be killed on this ship, and then if he gets enough souls on this ship, then he like meets his quota for hell, and then they like let him like go to like go back or something or like whatever whatever his like <laughs> reward is for like completing his job. But it's it's it's, it's sort of like a, it's. 
it would have been fine if it was just if it was just like a haunted weird haunted ship with like weird angry ghosts on it. But then this whole this like other element of like oh there's actually like a, a this like evil demon guy behind everything. It's a little bit like it's, it's a little like it's like a hat and a hat. Like you had a you had a ship full of like ang- possibly angry ghosts that were that could like lure people to their deaths and kill people. I don't I don't know if you need like a like a, like this like demon overlord who's like manipulating all of them. I mean, he some of the things are are strange because it's just a death ship. But it's also weird too. It's also weird. Do. It's also weird too because like it, it, it it's not clear if he is like if like if he's only like 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 got like certain ghosts on his on his side because like there's like. Emily Browning, who's like, is like super young, like she's like an American Gods later, but she's like a kid in this movie. She's like she's like the good ghost is like helping them, mm-hmm. and then like and then like the captain of the of the ship seems like he's okay, but then like the singer is like apparently on like the ferryman side because she's like lures like Isaiah Washington to his death by like getting naked. I don't know if that's though the demon possessing the soul and doing it like a Shang Tsung gimmick. But, but, but well, I guess you find out later that she was, like, part of, like, this crew, like, the because there's this whole thing of, like, the, along, the ghost ship, like, when, the, when the, like, when the, everyone got killed by the cable, it was also part of this, like, like, heist of, like, this, like, crew came on to, like, try to heist this gold, and then, like, the singer, Francesca, was, like, part of it, and then she got, like, hung on a beat hook by, like, the ferryman, and, like, they were all, it was, like, this, like, multi, it was, like triple double crosses of, like, oh, I, I killed all my crew. It was, like, it was, like, the, it was, like, the Dark Knight, basically, where it's, like, like, there's a whole heist team, but then like the 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 guy behind the heist team kills all the heist team. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, and then I guess like the, he's like always playing whatever ship he puts gold on is like that is becomes the new ghost ship. That's, that's like, that's well, like that, the, that, I guess that's the lore. That's the yeah. uh, what gets people there anyway. So they have to know that there's gold there. Because because that's like the big like horror movie twist at the end is like. Oh, he he survived like whatever happened on the ghost ship when it like blew up, but then he, and he's putting the gold on like a new like cruise ship, then that's gonna be the new ghost ship. But in, now, do you have to bring the gold to massacre everyone on it? So then you create another ghost ship, and then you tell people that there's gold, so people go to the next ghost ship to grab the gold well, to retrieve it. Because he had like he had his he had his crew like killing people. But then they were killing people to like get the gold. But then it's like they already knew the gold was on the ship. And then so why do you, why do you have to murder everybody? Yeah, why do you have to murder everyone for this guy? Will he give you the gold? Is it part of the thing? Yeah, I, I, it's it's sort of there's like a there's like a wordless flashback. So you don't really you don't really see anyone talking about what they're doing. It's just you see them doing things. And they're like they're like massacring like every passenger on the ship. So I, I, yeah, I guess maybe he like, told, like it's like oh, if you kill over the ship, you get this gold, or whatever. But yeah, it's there's 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 a lot of like weird backstory stuff going on. But like it's it's mostly just it's mostly a fun horror movie, like just like like wacky like goofy like kills and like a, fu- a fun setting. Like like the, the ghost ship itself is like a fun setting of just like decrepit ship. Like it's a very like video gamey like resident evil style like oh it's, it's, it's the ship that's been abandoned like we gotta like explore the ship yeah the setting's fantastic for yeah. a, a horror thing automatically it's like creepy and disturbing so oh, I, yeah. I give ghost ship a like decent rating 
it, it also it also feels very similar to like Deep Rising. If you like Deep Rising, and like this is very similar. Like this, this like crew ends up on the ship, and the ship is like supernatural or like something weirds going on with it. It's like this like decrepit cruise ship. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah definitely if you if you like if you've seen Deep Rising, if you haven't seen Ghost Ship, I'd say definitely check out Ghost Ship. Also weird 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 like metal like it's like Mudvayne and like all this like weird like new metal <laughs> soundtrack which I guess is like a very like early two thousands thing. We were talking about like you know like the Electra and like Daredevil earlier of like they had like new metal soundtracks. That was just like the thing for like two thousand two two thousand three. Like yeah, let's get all let's get get all like the the new metal guys on here. Let's get Corn on here and Mudvayne and like. Yeah, that's something I, 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 think I like, forget how yeah. crazy because whenever the horror happens, like the new metal starts playing. Yeah. Well, like the main the main song that's like got like a music video and everything. It's just like like the like the like mechanic is just like blasting it like in, in, in like the opening of the movie. Just like when they're like cruising through the cruise ship, it's like he's just blasting this Mudvayne song. Like you know, Bird goes up and like turn that shit off, like. Yeah, and that's a max if you want to check it out. A lot, a lot of other like, uh, I think a lot of like, random like horror movies are on max. They definitely have like, I think they have a lot of, like early two thousands uh, horror movies in there. But yeah, that's it for me. So we wrap things up. Uh, long episode, but we had, there was tons, tons of stuff to talk about, like Emmys and the SAG strike and tons of, tons of trailers. So. And the future of Hollywood. Yeah, the future of Hollywood. Small, small topics like that. So yeah. Uh, definitely head over to the site, check out all of our stuff. We got reviews, we got news, we got trailers. All the trailers we talked about are up on the site. Um, I got a written review of Shin Ultraman, which we talked about last week in the podcast. But if you want to read my thoughts on Shin Ultraman, uh, you can check that out. And all of our regular features and news and everything else that goes up, you can check all that stuff out over there. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.